Robot and the bear. Robot and the bear. Bear, bear, bear. Robot and the bear. Robot and the bear. Bear, bear, bear. Robot and the bear. Robot and the bear. Bear, bear, bear. Robot and the bear. Robot and the bear. Bear, bear, bear. Bear, bear, bear. This feels like a one-time kind of thing. I. It's this one of those days. Okay. No worries. So. So I, I was coming back from Long Beach, like I yeah. was saying. Yeah. And suddenly, like a cop car, his guy's lights on behind me. I move, behind, I move out of the way, and he zooms past me, zooms past all these other cars, and then he does that zigzaggedy thing across the entire freeway. Uh huh. And you know, the car, all the traffic stops, and then like we see like four or five other police cars. Um, uh, zoom up on the gut like on the sides and there was a homeless encampment right off of the 710 freeway oh. and i saw an officer like i saw officers hopping uh, hopping over the the thing the concrete slab i guess that stops cars from careening out of control on the freeway mm-hmm. and like one of them had a shotgun it was holding a, his shotgun Ooh. and i was like whoa all right and so I uh, sat there. And then my air conditioning conked out on me. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Today's a hot day here it in is LA. It's a hot day here in California. Yeah. yeah, it's hot. So I just sat there listening to NPR with the radio down, uh, letting Eric know I'm going to be late. I might be late because of unforeseen circumstances. Wow. And they did you see them arrest this yeah, I person? saw him ar- 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 um, arrest like a homeless guy. Ouch! Yeah, yeah. I saw like a guy, you know, with hands behind his back. Oh, uh, being, you know, led off. So, um, like, did did, oh, did right. you hear him? Did he was he saying something like, "And I would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for you." What <laughs> <laughs> if you damn kids? I I wish I did. I wish I did. It was a. He's going. He's he's going to get. He's going to the hall of COVID right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh it's like, my god. Yep. Yep. He's going to the jail system filled with COVID. Right? Yeah. Well, is it? I, I haven't heard anything about I th- I think the Terminal Island, there's like some kind of a prison there or something in Terminal Island, which is like San Pedro ish. Mm-hmm. I heard that, that one's super infested. Like oh, I heard really? on the radio. Yeah. Yeah. Like that one's bad. Yikes. That, I, yeah. I'm sort of fascinated by all this right now because there's a there's a strange kind of um you know yeah and we had we had, had this conversation before about culture and regionalism in the united states and how it used to be uh it w- wasn't quite as homogenized as, as it is now mm-hmm. but i i think there is still some kind of regionalism that's that's uh taking into effect and, and allowing for certain uh stories to go out there that might not necessarily be true because some regions are do not do not have the density of a los angeles or New or, York. Or New York Chicago. is way more than L.A., I think. So density, what so. happens is you have people saying things like, oh, no, it's safe to go outside. You you know, we, we want to we just open up the country. And I'm like, well, OK, you know, I get that. I get if you're in North Dakota and there's less there's just less people there. Yeah, your neighbor um, is like way over there. Right. Yeah, and then that's fine. Yeah. I, I get that. But right now in New York, we can't do that. We just can't do that. Just not. I don't not think we should be doing that here either in L.A., but. Oh, I agree. I agree. Because even Orange County is, uh, it's still dense there, in my opinion. And like, I don't mind Orange County burning. 
Seahawks. Oh, what okay. is, but then what is what is Seattle and San Francisco like? Those San Francisco, I think. Wait, is it pretty jammed? Wash- is it there a lot of people? Yeah, there? And, and didn't they extend yeah. it? Was it in Washington or something? Oregon was it? They extended yeah. it to July, June first, at least the stay at home thing. So they extended it longer. Because any yeah. any major city with a large population is this it's problematic as far as this thing is concerned. I think so. Any any kind of city that has any international traffic, yeah, or public transport, um, exactly. international traffic and for San sure. Francisco, San Francisco, they use mass transit over there. Sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Kind of like whenever I go to San Francisco or to New York, the the general density kind of reminds me of each other. Like if you yeah. go into like you know, any of the boroughs in the city in New York City versus San Francisco, it's like you know homes are like against each other they're not there isn't a gap between them uh so it's, yep. it's it's dense out there did you um did you see the article that our friend of the show gerald quo posted about the two strains of this coronavirus i Everybody i am aware of that because one of my friends is an, an infectious disease expert mm. oh yeah wow and 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 she was telling me, oh yeah, this. She was telling me this a month ago, that she she believes that this is a, a mutated strain that's hitting New York right now because it wasn't like this, you know, before. Right. Right. It's so a much. It, yeah. It's it's a much more virulent. Uh, well, not virulent. It's 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 much more contagious. Contagious. Much yeah. more. Wait, contagious. you're talking about you're talking about Gerald from Salk Institute. Yeah. Oh, Gerald Powell. P-A-O. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, saw, I was like, I was like, this is a toy guy, like from no, Singapore. No, no, no. From our, from <laughs> is it our, Jeffrey? From our good buddy Gerald, who was on the gotcha. show. Gotcha. Yeah. Yes, the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen it yet, but yeah, he'll be talking to us maybe this weekend if we can get our stuff together. He wants to uh, get back on. Oh, I love that. I love yeah, to get yeah. an update. Yeah. But basically, yeah. the you know, there's all this like anti-Chinese sentiment across the United States because of the coronavirus. But the current strain that is basically consumed approximately 75% of, you know, of the infections here in the United States come from the European mutation. So, I, I, and I could tell by the accent, you know, I, I'm like, <laughs> it's those I'm dirty like, whites. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh, wait, I'm like, wait, I know. That's, it's not, it's not that's not a Chinese accent. I mean, I tell. <laughs> you give it a smell and you smell that musky BO and you're just like, mm, that's white. No, 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 no. Right uh, <laughs> it's uh it, it's it's pretty terrible uh that the, the the those people that in charge were just were really pretty much guessing. They didn't know. They really you know, they they like to make it sound like they know what's going on, but they they didn't know any, about any of this, you know. Not until shit hit the fan in Italy. Then suddenly they were like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> this is not good." And it was yeah. too late. It was already too late at that point, you know. Uh, you had a window, you know, to 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 slow this down, and that window required tests. And they and they they for whatever reason they didn't produce enough tests. It required tests. required science and belief in science. Yep. Well, I mean, that's all those protesters in Michigan that if they were going to protest anything, that's what they should be protesting is that is that they don't have tests. Because if you if you had more tests, right, then theoretically, 
you, you'd have a handle on, you'd have a much better handle on the calculations of, of, of who, who has been infected, who, who is infected uh, currently, and who isn't infected. And then you have a better idea of who or how to isolate a quarantine. Because right now, the way it is, you just don't know. You no. don't know. Anybody can have it. I mean, they, they, we had a meeting with the faculty uh, at school, and they were saying they wanted to install some kind of device that can measure t- people's temperature. <laughs> as, if, as if that was going to be a, a, a an indicator uh, of sorts but we, we know that and and this is from just just the the news that's come to us uh that uh, you don't even have to show symptoms you can you can have it so right. it doesn't matter i don't yeah. i don't think the temperature yeah. is going to be the thing i think that's, that's, that doesn't mean shit yeah yeah you, you, we need no, I know. tests more than anything else we need the test we should be testing millions of people every day in every state yeah. Not just Agreed. you know the number that that the uh, our uh, our fearless leader uh, has uh, yep. said uh, that oh, oh that person yeah yeah uh, it's unfortunate Say, Travis where are you Ex- explain because uh, we're you're in this rad looking studio and uh, some people aren't going to know they're going to they hear your accent they know you're not from China they know you're not the Wuhan doctor. <laughs> <laughs> that created this thing, you know. Uh, well, okay. I, I'm I'm from I was born in Queens, so that's the accent that you're hearing. I, yeah. I live in uh, upstate New York. I moved out of uh, Queens a long time ago. I've been here for 22 years, mm-hmm. and uh, oddly enough, there are still people that think I live in Los Angeles because for a while I was I seem to be out there all the time. Mm-hmm. And people, you know, I, I used to fly out there every other month, you know, for for like a minute, right, Luke? You'd see me all the time for, for no reason. It's like yeah. there he is again. Yeah, it's um, like oh, he's just here for his buddy's show. Yeah. <laughs> well, you gotta, you know, you gotta support people. Sure. Um, so I, I'm about 120 miles north of Manhattan. So I, I would, I would like to think I'm pretty safe, but it is up here, but not as, you know, not not as far north as I am. It, it goes about as far as the train stations. Mm. So that's there are still people that live up here that commute to Manhattan, and I think that that's where they got it from. Wow, like two hours. Uh, on the train, uh, yeah, uh, more right. It, it's a, it's a, it's one of those trains that doesn't have as many stops, so it's uh-huh. pretty direct. So you could be in Manhattan in ninety minutes on that train. Wow! And you're in a place that has a cool name, Redbeard. Redbeard. Uh, uh, Red Hook. Red Hook. Red Hook. Yeah. Redbeard. I thought it was some kind of a pirate thing. I just, what I keep thinking. Well, it's uh, it's 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 named after actually oddly enough they they say I hear that the town is named after the flowers that grow here uh, oh okay this was a dutch town and red hook so red flower right red hook right mm. um, yeah i looked it up the, of course there's like a thousand people who live there yeah it's a, it's it's a small it's a very small town man it's I, I i yeah a lot of people you know they just they got used to me you know for a little <laughs> while i was like the only uh, chinese guy in this whole town so it's like you recognize like hey it's that guy again you know uh <laughs> it's like it's like luke living in fresno you know Kind of, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like okay, there's not too many of us. But since uh, uh, since the, uh, the it's, it is a college town, so now there's a lot more. Oh, it is. I there's didn't a lot know more that. Asian folks here now because Bard College is up here. Oh, okay. I know that they if you if if you watch the Sopranos, they mention it on there because I think one of the kids wanted to go to Bard's Bard College or something. Wait, is it just called Bard? Bard, yeah. Oh, you know it's weird. When I was in high school, I was. What, I was going to move to New York was the idea, and I was going to go to college, and Bard was one of the schools I was looking at. Oh, no kidding. 
for absolutely no reason. Like yeah. I was just looking at schools, and Bard was one of them. Yeah, it's it's a pretty good school, nice awesome. campus. Uh, you know, depends on what you want to study here. I know. Um, I think Jan Jan Corey's kid went went to Bard College. Oh, really? One of her okay. one of her kids. She had mentioned that to me. Mm. Right on. And you teach at a school, right, Travis? You're teaching teach at, at a the school of visual arts, and that's wow. in, in Manhattan. So oh, about Twenty Third mm-hmm. Street between. Uh, uh, second and third, and so uh, you're commuting back and forth all the time. Uh, not right now. Now it's mm-hmm. online, but uh, I, I would drive in and I would uh, teach the whole day, and then at the end of the day, I would drive back. Wow. Yeah. That's a long commute. That's a four-hour round trip, right? It's like it's like driving from Sherman Oaks to uh, Riverside. No, it's like oh, uh, uh, at, yeah. three, at three in the afternoon on a Friday. That's what it's like. <laughs> oh wow! Is that does that how's that for you? Yeah, that's that, awful. That, that, yeah, that's about two hours easily. It's about two hours. Yeah, that, yeah. Easily. That's my description. Um, and we know that Riverside is not that far, but it's just the it's pretty far. It sounds far anyway. Um, I know where it is. It's, it's a far. lot closer to me, but it's still an hour or something away. Yeah, that sucks. Um, myself and I live east. Uh, downtown Los Angeles. So it's so yeah, funny. So- I, can, I, I talk to people in LA and I, and I, and, I, and I, for comparisons, I use like these different locations and they, they know right away when, when I say, <laughs> Oh yeah. It's like, like driving yeah. on the one oh one heading toward, you know, like they know, like, okay, that's, that's, well, that's horrible. They always ask me and I go, well, so you know, what do you, what are you teaching at a SVA? I teach, uh, two, two, uh, two classes that take up the whole day. One of them is a drawing class and cool. the other class is, called the pictorial assignment uh, illustration class where they have to uh they have to tell uh they have, they have they have to illustrate a story uh based on a theme and the theme is given out uh during the summer right before the semester begins and like this year it was the theme was man-made monster and they were given a list of literature uh and films and operas to choose from you know and plays and from those uh those books and plays uh, and operas, they, they pick one of the stories on the list and they have to illustrate it. And they have to do 12 to 20 illustrations for the whole is, year. And you came up with this prompt? Oh, no. Uh, the, uh, the head of the department did. Oh, okay. So this year it was Man-Made Monster. And there were some pretty good ones. There was, um, it was, uh, Pinocchio was one of the ones in the list. Because obviously, you know, I guess he's, he, he's kind of like a monster. He is a monster. And then yeah, uh, he lies a lot. He lies a hell of a lot. There's Frankenstein, (laughs) obviously, right? Frankenstein. Misunderstood, Uh, but okay. There's uh, the the golem. I don't know if you know the golem of Prague. I know what it is, but Uh, so that's pretty good. Island of Doctor Moreau, you know. So some pretty good stories. The kids did a really good job. I was was sort of uh, surprised at at, uh, some of them, and and sort of disappointed with others. But it was okay. (laughs) Do Uh, Do you think as as a I guess the younger generation that you're teaching, have they read enough and have they saw the movies that you think that they should have seen by now just without this prompt? Or do you think this prompt is actually forcing them to like go, holy shit, I don't know anything. Well, the, the, the idea behind the, the, the assignment uh, was to give the, the, the kids some culture so they would have to read these things, you know, because I mean, I, I don't know how old you are, but uh, 50. Oh, you're, you're my age. So when you, when you oh. were in school, you probably read. Don't. Yeah, you probably read, uh, you know, did, did you read uh, Robert Louis Stevenson books when you were in school? I read some. 
like a uh, Treasure Island or sure. Kidnapped yep. or stuff yeah. like that. You know, Ke- so Treasure Island. The, the, yeah, yeah. the kids today, they don't they don't read stuff like that. That's what I'm saying. I, I was wondering what you felt about so this, that. This, if they this, were this, it forces them, and uh, some of the some of the things are long and they're hard to read. You know, uh, even even for any age. You know, like last 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 year, Moby Dick was one of them, and that's that's oh. a tough read, man. That's that's a sure. very long. You know, you remember from school, Luke. I mean, mm-hmm. Moby Dick, really? Melville? Oh my God, that stuff is like. That's crazy. Mel, I, that book is probably longer than uh, Charles Dickens' books. Actually, I don't and, think I was. I had to read Moby Dick, fortunately. Oh, and I did. I but, have not read Moby Dick yet, to be honest. But it's I, one of those. It's one of those books that you read it, and it's like you know, it means a lot more than what you think it might mean if you're just reading it for, as a. It's on a surface, right? Right. Yeah. But man, I, I always wonder, like, if this new generation of kids, especially ones that are doing illustration and art, if they've they're read at all, or are they looking at Reddit as their source of culture now you know what i mean well that's a tough gig that's a tough yeah. gig uh I, I think i think film is easier for them it's easier for them to watch a movie now whether or not they digest it uh, in the same way where they they interpret the movie the same way that that the instructors interpret the movie that's something else because it's so much you know your, our eyes are different when when we're older than when we're younger our, our life experience you know it's it's sort of like uh, okay it's like it's like when you're a little kid and you're watching a warner brothers cartoon mm-hmm. right and there's a bunch of jokes that Bugs Bunny says that are racist. World, that these are World War II jokes, right? And and you're you're like six years old. You have no mm-hmm. idea what the hell he's talking about. Yep. Who's this Kilroy that was here? What is he talking about, right? You know. But as you get older, you go, oh yeah, okay. Now I know. I know what he means by that. You know. Or, or, or okay. There's a there, there was a Warner Brothers cartoon I was just watching, where there were these two cats trying to catch a bird, but the cats were drawn to look like and sound like Abbott and Costello, right? Mm-hmm. So there they are trying to get this bird. And uh, uh, Bud Abbott's uh, cat is yelling at, at the Lou Costello cat, the shorter, fatter one. You know, hey, uh, give me the bird because he caught it. And then the Lou Costello guy says, uh, you know, I'd, I'd flip you the bird, but because of the Hayes Act. And I was like, oh, wait, oh, I didn't get that joke when I was a kid, but, I, but now I get it because the – you know, there was uh, there was this thing called the Hayes Act in the 1930s that uh, was it was like code for film, so that you couldn't have uh, foul language, nudity, uh, excessive violence, that sort oh. of thing. Because in the in the silent era, they were still doing all this crazy stuff, right? Right. But then when the when the Hayes Act came into play, they no longer did that. So that's why it was like the language thing. So he's like, I'd flip you the bird. And I was like, ah, I get it. But oh. as a little kid, I didn't know what flipping the bird, somebody the bird meant. I didn't know what that meant. And I was like, are you like, what does right. that mean? Well, well experience I heard, yeah. is always, you know, and age and experience always dictates how your perception of everything, right? I think my understanding, like you were saying, like with the, like watching old older cartoons, when you're young and uninformed, you're basically kind of just watching it for the the the, the hits and the trips. But right. as you get older and you start, have, you have a much wider view of what the world is and all the different things that have happened across mm-hmm. time. It informs what is going on in the cartoon, which is the reason yeah. why, like cartoons, at least back then, you know, had much more. I don't know. I assume more, even deeper things, kind of buried underneath the surface of it, that kind of informed 
that were essentially created for people of that time who were going through. Oh yeah. Things. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Hey, did you, when you were a little kid, did you ever watch giant robot? Right? Yes. So yeah. I, I put it on for the kid. It's on, they're on, uh, it's on, it's on Amazon now. It's on oh, it is. Okay. And, uh, it's, was, was like, it called you know, Johnny Sacco and the, and his flying robot. No, you mean just, that? Just called giant robot. So it's the Japanese version. And, it's a uh, episodic. It, it, uh no, did I just call it giant robot? No, I'm sorry. It's uh I meant gigantor. It's gigantor. Oh okay okay. So yeah, gi- yeah. So I I went uh, I I I tripped myself up. The the giant robot thing. That's actually a the, what I remember of it was a lots of live action thing, right? Yeah right. Yeah. Yep. No, so yeah. this was a, this was a black and white car- cartoon. Sure. And uh, my daughter was like, "What is that?" <laughs> so Very I, cool. I was like, "Let me put it on for you." So I put it on, and she's like, "Oh my god, look at the expressions because the." The, the, there's characters on the show that are doing these crazy things with their bodies, and I never noticed that when I was a kid because it was you're just watching the show, you know. Mm-hmm. But one of the one of the characters is planning a trip for the for the for the boy, and that we have to go do this thing or whatever because something there's some shipments are getting destroyed or whatever, and he jumps up in the air and does a split, and his and his hands are all over the place. And I guess you have to see it. It's it's the first episode of a gigantic well, You could de- demonstrate it. You're doing, you're halfway there, man. <laughs> you're halfway there. Well, what blew my mind was that it was in black and white because I, I had a black and white set back then. So I couldn't tell the difference. Right. right. <laughs> and I was marveling at the design. It's so, it's so different the way that stuff looks. than even yeah. something like speed racer, which was after that, you know, yeah, sure. just the design, well, you know, that it's, uh, it's kind of cool. There was there was another one. Uh, is it is it Simba? No, that's not yep. it. Yep. Uh, you're talking about Kimba, right? Kimba, yeah. Kimba. Kimba. The that white was the lion. Other one that was J- Jungle Taite, uh, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So fascinated by these things. If you get a chance, go to go to go to Amazon and check it out. Well, they that's say classics. That, uh, the entire plot of Lion King, the Disney version, was stolen from Kimba, the white oh, lion. Oh, it was. Yeah. yeah, that was controversial at the time when that oh. came out. I remember it was uh, very controversial. And, uh, of course, the people, was it at Disney, were just saying, no, absolutely not. Uh, yeah, I think they, they were saying it's wholly original. Uh, they, oh, they denied ever hearing about Kimba is what the originally some of the animators said. How could you deny that something like that exists if you're of age I think they, that you would have seen it? I, yeah, I think they denied ever seeing it. They denied hearing of it, and which is untrue, but that's what I remember. It came out in media. I'm not sure if that was also hyped up and probably wrong but yeah I, i've heard of that and i was like that's impossible how can they not have heard of kimba but <laughs> right Disney, you know, like, yeah they, they they like have their fingers in so many different pies all across the globe how could you yeah not have heard of that it, yeah. it, it's such a kimba was such a hugely iconic you know story in japan it was uh-huh. it was one of the it was one of the big animes i think especially from that era from what yeah. i understand Sure, there's comics, and it's the logo of the Cebu Lions baseball team is Kimba's right. head. That's so I mean, right. or yeah, there's a logo, yeah, yeah, yeah. but they, there's a cartoon logo version. There's a there's one logo that looks like that's not it, and then they have a cartoon version that is also their logo, and, so and that are, is are, are that you, is. Kimba. Uh, are you a baseball yeah. fan? I like baseball. I mean, I like. I, I will admit I like all sports, but I act like I don't like any sport. You know what I'm saying? If I'm among people who say they don't like sports, I'm like, yeah, fuck that shit. But if I'm among people who like sports, I, I know I, I can hold my own. I know it. Well, I, I, I really love <laughs> baseball. That's one of my That's favorite cool. things. And I, and I, 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 love I, baseball. I even follow the Japanese baseball teams. Wow. Oh. You know, 
yeah, yeah. Um, my what my old employer, uh, he used to uh, used to go to Japan all the time. He, he would bring back these baseball caps for us, which was wow. kind of cool. Uh, so J- Japanese baseball caps, at least a long time ago, were really strange. Like they weren't nothing like a new era American baseball hat. Oh, no, no. Uh, Did you notice that? They were soft yeah, they were, and weird. Yeah, they were really weird. But the one I have now is a uh, uh, Yomiuri Giants. Yeah. So, and from from a distance, yeah. it looks like a New York Mets hat. Is it the colors of Mets though? Isn't it kind of orange and black? It is. It is orange and black. So I, I wore that to Fenway doing... Park, and people kind of looked at me weird. Ah. Uh... It's like, well, it's not a Yankee hat, but what is that? And that, you know, and and those those of those of the crowd that were learned, they knew right away what it was. Yeah, that was kind of cool. So wait, how many uh, baseball games do you actually go to? And you're a Yankees fan, I guess. Or I am, I am a Yankees fan, but I do uh, when I get a chance. I do, I do, I do like to go to different. Uh, you know, luckily with my profession, uh, I I and I have shows in other states. Oh, so you're get, that I much of. So I get to go to Seattle, and I, I'll see. I'll go to Safeco Field. I'll see a Sa- Seattle Mariners game. Wow! Um, I've been to. I've get, I've seen a Padres game in San Diego. I've been to uh, San Francisco. You know, uh, yeah. So I, I get to go. I get to go to the different games. Do you ever go to baseball games, Luke? I have not. You know, wow. I, I yeah. grew up in Fresno, so they have minor Fresno. league. <laughs> it, it it means that like I just didn't grow up with any. Uh, I grew up in a city that didn't have any major teams, so I never felt any kind of kinship or whatever to like a local team, which I kind of feel is. How how far is Fresno from uh, Oakland? Three and a half hours. Three and a half hours. Wow. It's also three and a half to LA, right? It's about the same distance to Los Angeles. That's right in the middle. Oh, that's too bad. Then I went to, then right after. Fresno, I moved to San Luis Obispo, which is also three and a half hours and three and a half hours. Wow. So I but Part of it isn't really even, I mean, if you're not a hardcore baseball fan, going to a game, though, is just still really nice, especially if it's like an evening or nighttime game. I really enjoy that. And it's more social. So if you go with somebody, it's not like you're glued to it. You can still talk and hang out. And it's sort of like this chill experience. Whereas if you're going to like a basketball game, you're sort of fixated you should be more fixated, but baseball is like lounging out. I mean, you can hang out, talk, draw, do whatever you want. If you're, you know, if you're not the hardcore fan that needs to watch every moment of every pitch. Oh, I am, you know, I am, no, I am not. A it's a really relaxing, nice game. I, yeah. It's a I, relaxing, nice time. You'd probably enjoy it just to be there. The you know atmosphere what? is Next amazing. Time I'm in LA and it's baseball yeah. season. We, we have to go to the, we have that's to go what to I'm Rockies. saying. I was just going to get to that. It's like, totally we should just all go. We I should all go. And, that's the one well, I haven't gone to. And I've been to LA the most. Oh, you might get beat up there though. That's the thing. Dodger stadium parking lots are notorious for people getting their ass kicked. People are getting like concussions and knocked out and all this stuff happens. I just, I just won't wear uh, a, a, a giant's hat that's all yeah just don't wear any just wear an la hat <laughs> you can handle yeah. it <laughs> yeah there's oh. a lot of like hardcore fans that are angry anyway wow well you know it's hot over there I and mean, it makes people angry you know oh yeah. yeah no there's people who get knocked out and yeah. beat up and concussions and death even it's happened so it's worse than those hornets that are uh, over in uh, seattle now right murder hornets murder hornets that's they're what they're called right seattle yeah that's where, that's where they're at oh okay yeah i can't you'd think they'd be like closer toward you know california 
like hotter a hotter zone or something right right, right. well they gotta they know. gotta go, they gotta get there first right they gotta fly down they're How big do, they're like this they're really big you can't miss them two, inch, two inches long yep that's a that's a lot of hornet so yeah, wait, do you have you don't have a hornet as a pet right what you 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 have like insects and reptiles and stuff do? I do not have any hornets as pets. The Travis Louie has pets. We... Jackets and I hate them, and they hate right. me. So wait, talk about your pets. That's something that, like, I don't know if a lot of people, like, Luke obviously didn't know. I didn't know, yeah. This No, Travis has not I don't know if, do we talk about that? Is that okay? It's fine. Yeah, no, his pet thing is amazing. That yeah, That's I a have, show of its own. Yeah, I have, um, I have frogs, different kinds of frogs, uh, I have uh, a lizard, and I have uh, four different kinds of tarantulas, and uh, fish. You know, yeah, I have all kinds of pets in this house, man. Yeah, you have other insects though, don't you? Or is it just tarantulas? Uh, Praying like mantises. There you go. Yeah, I remember yeah. there's something else. And you keep yeah. them as pets, or do you, like the insects? Do you keep them as pets, or do are they're they... pets? They don't just like run around my house because that would be insane. <laughs> <laughs> it's like look out. <laughs> yeah. How no, long they're, do they're, they're in a tank. I'm sorry. How long do pre mantises live for? Only a year. Okay. Oh, I didn't know that. So it's very sad. At the end, it's very sad. I watched the entire life cycle of the. And, you, of the and you'll bring it insects to consume. Yeah, it uh, it eats flies. Right. So that's not so bad. It, these are the little ones. These aren't the big uh, praying mantis that you get. You know, because they have you know where you guys live, they have these big green ones that you see. Yeah. Yeah, as those I've seen when I was out in California, I was like, "Wow, you guys, you got them big over here." Yeah, you know, in California. <laughs> yeah, they, they, yeah. they I've, I've seen huge ones in California. And they fly; they're like six inches long, and they fly and all, all kinds of crazy stuff. They, yeah. they release them in the in the fields to kill all the insects that uh, eat the plants, mm-hmm. right? So that's why they 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 would they would get you know egg sacs and just let them grow and just release them into a farm. And it would just take care of business. Yeah, I grew, growing right. up in Fresno, I, I would run into huge ones and oh yeah, all over the place. So oh yeah, well Fresno, what what's the what's the crop that is growing over there in Fresno? Uh, raisins used to be pretty popular, from what I remember. Raisins, dates, but dates, dates, raisins, figs, peaches, peaches. Because right? I know yeah. Salinas is like the lettuce capital of uh, California. Salinas. Oh, is it Salinas? Wow. Yeah, Gilroy's the garlic. Yeah, Gilroy's <laughs> garlic. Yeah. Salinas. There used to be this wood cutout of a farmer. Uh, he's taking a knee like onto the soil and he's holding like it looks like two, like a, a split head of cabbage. Mm-hmm. And the way he's holding it, he's holding it near his crotch. And oh. so okay. whenever we would drive to the Bay Area and we'd pass that guy, we would inevitably have to make a comment about like our balls or something like that. Like, oh my oh. balls! So. <laughs> so, do your pets kind of somehow inform your drawings? Kind of like is that kind of an inspiration uh, to like well, some of the things funny. you draw? I, I, I got them. There's a lot of that. I got them to to do that actually originally. Oh. I got the pets because I, I like the textures of the praying mantis and I and I like the armor that it has. This one because the one the one I have is um, it looks like uh like camouflage. You know, like it looks like uh. A sticks and leaves right so yeah it's kind of that's, cool. oh yeah that's right that that one's an odd i mean from what i've seen here i saw that and i was like well, i didn't even know what that was 
So it's a praying yeah, mantis, like, but it, it, looks like, it, looks it looks like, like leaves. Like a bad guy in a movie. Yeah, it's yeah. like disguise. It's like one. Of, it's a really wild looking bug, Luke. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, that that does not look. I've never seen anything like it, and I was tripping out on it, thinking, "What is that?" But yeah, yeah, very no, cool. Cool. So um, you got that just for drawing, and then they end up being originally. Your but then uh, you know we, we really 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 like them. So when we go back, when we're back to the reptile expo, we 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 bought other ones. Reptile Expo? What? Yeah, we have Reptile Expos here once every, uh, twice a year actually, in Westchester. So wow. that's where that's where uh, my wife got the uh, the the dart frogs, the, those blue dart frogs. They're little; they're only about an inch and a half long, and uh, they're just they're be- this beautiful blue color, and they're frogs, and it's really kind of cool. Wow. Yeah. So um, not so bad. Another thing I was kind of curious about was um, a lot of your characters. I guess they're they're retro. They're dressed up in uh, what is it? Is it Victorian? Yes, time, Victorian. that that kind of like that era, like kind of turn, turn of the century era. I can tell, yes, right? It's, it's uh, pocket Victorian watches and mustaches and top hats. But what 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 made you go to that uh, time period and enjoy that time period? Well, um, my my work is about is is a sort of a veiled commentary on the immigrant experience, and I. I I I, no. I specifically picked 19th century photographs because that around that time that was when my grandmother's grandfather came here. Somebody had told him that there was a uh, mountain of gold in Northern California, so he got him and his friends got on a ship and came to California, and uh, that's the start of my family coming over here. Wow, that wow. would have been the 1850s, I guess, right? The 1850s, gold rush era. And a lot of those guys ended up working on a railroad. Actually, that's yeah, what ended up happening. Um, it, it was a bad scene. They didn't know what they were getting themselves into. No, I don't think so. Right. Um, but it was tough because they weren't allowed to. Uh, they weren't at first. They weren't allowed to bring their wives over here because of the Chinese Exclusion Act. Yep. Don't want breeding. No, no, exactly. no. So for a while, if you went to Chinatown in, in, in that era in San Francisco or even in, in Los Angeles, uh, you wouldn't, you would see mostly dudes, right? There weren't a lot of, there were some ladies, but mostly dudes. And there was a reason for that because they didn't want more of them coming here. Right. Uh, you know, it, it, well, you know, you know, all this, I mean, that's, that's the history, right? Yeah, so, you hear that clicking? Yeah, what is that? I hear it. <laughs> oh, okay. Is that, is it, is that on my end or your end? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I wonder if that's my fish tank. With the pump, the, the the pump is pumping water into the. Could be yeah. either that, I'm or I'm sure. about to go off. Somebody yeah, crossed we'll the see. wire. And just, oh, <laughs> yeah. Someone diffuse me, diffuse me. Ah, yeah. uh, <laughs> oh, that's interesting. I had no idea that's what it came from. I just thought maybe you had an interest in that period, but the well, fact that I, it's about I, I imi- think, immigrants is yeah. crazy. Well, and that's, that's why wild. I, but but to make it more universal, I I didn't I didn't paint, you know, people. I painted you know, uh, uh, these mythological and, uh, fantastical, uh, beings. So they're, they're still the other, right? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It kind of, it makes more sense, but they're not, you know, I, I I think to make it more universal, I I didn't just like pick on some Irish guys, there's some German guys, there's some Italian guys, there's some Chinese guys. I didn't want to do that. I wanted to make it so, so this could be anybody, this could be anybody's immigrant experience. Mm -hmm. But basically it's because of a potato famine. You know, or, yeah. or because the civil unrest in whatever country you, you live in, or or whatever reason you come here, right? So that's that's wow. that's that that's why I do it do it that way. You know, uh, that's crazy. Yeah, and that's what my work essentially is about. That experience. 
But then they're still dressed up in, I guess, the idea is, is that sort of like portrait attire, correct? Yeah, like, it's portrait attire because... So regardless, because I don't think a Chinese dude coming here was going to wear wear that kind of outfit and, until they got a photo taken or well, that's a just, portrait it, drawn. Uh, it was cheaper to have a photograph uh, taken back then than it was to hire somebody to paint you, right? So photography made that you know cheaper to get, get a portrait done. The other thing was, of course, uh, a, a lot of those guys had wardrobes that they would dress the, the people in. Yeah. Because uh, suits and dresses were really hard to come by. They, everything was handmade back then. They couldn't like walk into a Macy's, you know what I mean? And just like buy like a suit. That's not how it was, you know? Right. Right. So you would, everything was hand tailored. So very often I, I collect these photographs. I have thousands and thousands of 19th wow. century photographs in my collection. Whoa. And after a while, you notice, hey, isn't that the same suit that other guy was wearing? And you're, Wait mm-hmm. a minute. So it's like a wardrobe thing. Wow. Mm. So, so not only are, are you getting this cool portrait done, but the, you get a costume to put on to do it. So have you ever gone to – have you been to France? By any I, chance? Have. Or, I have. Been. So have you, have you gone to that – in Paris, they have a flea market area? Yes. So when I went to that, I tripped out because – uh, if I go to a flea market here, I'll find old photographs. That flea market, it was all portrait paintings everywhere of oh, like yeah. families, family yeah. portraits. And I'm thinking, mm-hmm. oh, this is older than photography, perhaps. And their societies, like, or, you know, they're, yeah, Paris is a lot older than Los Angeles. So I find old photos here, but I don't find portrait paintings of families and portraits of people. Whereas there, it was everywhere. I was too much. I was like, dude, I, there's another portrait, and it was everywhere. Like vintage portraits. Well, it's funny. Uh, like painted, you know. Another another thing about that is that in in France you had more painters. There were there weren't as many trained painters over here. I mean, people would would leave the U.S. to go over to France to learn how to paint, right? Especially in the in the eighteen sixties, eighteen seventies, they go to the you know, Academy Julian or something or one one of those uh, French academies to learn how to paint. That was like the you know that, that was the a high end of uh, learning how to do art, you know. You know, there, there was no art school in New York. Pratt, Pratt Institute didn't even open up yet. It was new. Wow. All that stuff was brand new. So you, and, and didn't have anybody that could teach over there yet to, to teach people. So you're going to have to go, to go to France. Even some of the early illustrators that you're probably familiar with, some of them went to, went to Europe to learn how to do their art. You know, wow. uh, a guy like, uh, well, uh, J.C. Leindecker and his brother, uh, Frank. Right. They both went to the Academy Julian. And that's oddly enough, that's uh, the place that Bouguereau had taught. He had taught there. I don't know if they ever had Bouguereau as a teacher because that, you know, he, he died in 1905. So maybe not. But his his other guys were there that, that they learned from. And that's why they're, they're, they, they learned all, all this great painting and drawing ability. <laughs> I'm going to be embarrassed to say I don't know who these people are. Yeah, I'm uh, sorry. Not, J- you, I, I, figure Luke, I figure Luke would know everybody. I, I, just... I, I, no, no? Okay. I, I, not... I heard of the name of that, but the other guy you mentioned, Bouguereau or something? Bouguereau. Uh, Never heard yeah. of yeah. Is I don't know the that Forest is. Lawn Cemetery in Los Angeles. Wow. There's a museum there. And every time oh, really? the, the, the museum, the, the, the painting is called The Song of the Angels. And I go there all the time when I'm in L.A. to take a look just to, you know, because it, it, it's very hard to come across a Bouguereau painting. There aren't too many of them uh, that are as accessible because they're mostly in private collections. I mean, the, the Metropolitan oh. Museum of Art had, I think the last time I was there, they had three of them. Mm-hmm. But mostly it's, it's he, he showed up at a really weird time. He's a great painter, 
but it's unfortunate that he showed up at a time where his kind of painting was just about to go out of fashion. And that, oh. you know, and that, that's, that's the thing about art, right? Art is, it's cyclical and it's, it's, it's driven by the zeitgeist. So what, what might be popular, uh, you know, now might not be 20 years from now, you know, we don't know what's going to be popular 20 years from now. Right. So you can have somebody that's really, really, really famous. And then all of a sudden they're not just like that. And just a span of time, you know, I think of, um, I think of Eddie Cantor. Do you know who Eddie Cantor is? You ever hear of him? Mm -mm. Eddie Cantor was a very, very popular American performer. And if you see them, if you see the, the HBO series boardwalk empire, Oh, yeah, I, I did watch that. There's a character there named Izzy. And uh, he's, uh, he's, he's Steve Buscemi's friend that is in theater. And he's a performer. Uh-huh. And uh, that is supposed to be Eddie Cantor. Now, Eddie Cantor at one time was so popular that he even had a float in the Macy's Day Parade. The Thanksgiving Day Parade at Macy's. It's like a gigantic Eddie Cantor going down the, the street. Wow. But now you ask the average person, they have no idea who the hell this guy even is. Yep. Guilty. Yeah. You know? Wow. And just like that, just like you, you know, you ask uh, the average fourteen-year-old, uh, "Who's Sean Cassidy?" Right? Oh, right. But in, in 1976, everybody, you know, you're a little, kid, you're a little girl, or in the United States, you might know who that is. Oh, you had a poster on your wall, like yeah, you might. That you was might one of the most popular posters. Might have been Sean Cassidy. For a boy, it was Farrah Fawcett, right? Yeah, right, right. Because yeah. people like, don't know who Farrah Fawcett is. Time, times, you know, yeah. happen, change, and. Things that were in fashion, or you know, uh, that's an art is like that, right? Hopefully, we and our I, art lasts longer than that, but we don't know. We don't. Well, know. You know, that's the thing. Like, like if you if you if you look at, I mean, if you look at acting or um, media stuff, like even the movies, because it is rooted in it, its foundation is technologically. Technol- uh, is is as tech based, right? especially oh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. And these things evolve, and these things change, and the way like you watch a movie from the nineteen seventies versus a movie that you know that was just you know like forty five fifty years ago, it is such a different experience than a movie that was created now. It's almost hard to watch because the editing is so much slower. The grain of the film is so much harder to look at if you're not <laughs> acting used to styles it. too, like the acting style. Right, right. It's it, like it, you're watching theater turned into celluloid, and then there's now there's like a you know the the trend of kind of like what is it? Some movies are more they're back to being comedic, but for a second it was realism. Right, everything had to be as real as can be. Right, right, right. Even or, superhero movies had to be real. Now it's like superhero movies have become real, but also jokey. Right, they kind of went to comedy a little bit, like Thor. It's like a comedy. Right. But but before it'd be like, oh, I'm gonna make a guy that looks muscular, and his hair is gonna be kind of long, but he's gonna be a superhero, but incidentally a superhero. He's gonna have this hammer, but it's not gonna be that hammer. It's gonna be a realistic looking hammer, right? <laughs> like they're, you know what I'm saying? Like ten yeah. years ago, they were making trying to make superheroes into regular people, yeah, but make, a little bit special. To make it something like, that people of that era could be able to yeah. take seriously. And now it's gone overboard. It's like superhero times one million. Right? Well, I mean, so it, it, it's it, weird. It's eh? Funny. It's funny because you you think about. Um, as you say, Luke, technology that, that, that allows for certain things. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then other things get kind of lost, you know, yeah. like how you tell a story, how something moves, 
I mean, it, it's amazing how much money you'll throw at a movie now, right? The Hollywood production <laughs> values are really high. It's right? crazy. That's a lot of yeah. money. And yet you go to you go overseas and they'll make movies over there and they just don't cost as much to make. Well, you, know? you, you brought uh, up something interesting and that what we're that was the the portrait painters, right? right? Like a lot of them got replaced by photographers. So it's this there's and the and that's technology. Yeah, the, 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 the technology. technology there's, uh, oh yeah, it, yeah. It, it democratized it to a certain degree. Uh, like well, it made it so that you, you didn't have to be a wealthy person to get a portrait, right? Uh, you but you want to look like one though, because so you uh, wear that yeah. suit. And right. you didn't have so, to spend I don't know how many years you would have to spend learning to use this medium. Uh, obviously, back in the you know the turn of the 20th century, the technology for you for taking photos was a lot more complicated than it is now. But. Yeah. It, you know, it's it's changed. I, I I went. I started going to school. I studied graphic design, and I studied during that transition from people cutting Rubylith to people using Adobe software and Quark Express and Illustrator and stuff like that. To and freehand and freehand. The great program. Oh, you, the great you program. Remember, you you then you remember using a stat camera. You remember using press I do. type. You remember I all those things. I, I had to take classes of uh with that i never uh, i took like one or two classes of those i had one in high school i had a graphic design class in high school and it was all stat camera and yeah so you did pay step and mechanicals which yeah. used to be that yeah. used to be the yeah. job you would get when you graduate right away like your first job before doing anything else was maybe you, you get a job at a company uh you know doing doing pay steps and mechanicals you know working for like the the yellow pages or something you know that that's that, that originally that's what people did when they graduated they, they didn't right away go into making book covers or anything you know you had right, to, of course you still right. weren't good yeah. enough yet so you had to spend a couple of years i mean there are there were there always were a couple of kids that were really talented that even while they were at school they were they were, they were kind of working you know um dorian vallejo that's uh he's a friend of mine he while he was still in school, he was actually getting work. He was already doing book covers right while he was in school. Wow, which is kind of amazing! Yeah, but yeah. the te- the technology is const- is constantly changing and creating, raising and lowering bars all over the place. However, there's something about painting mm-hmm. and original and looking at original illustrations and this and that that. I'm I'm kind of shocked that despite you know the thousands of years that this medium has existed, it still is celebrated. To, maybe not as much as it was, like in the 1700s, 1600s, and you know, and maybe even 1800s, but it is still a a, a medium. People would rather, a majority of the time, own an original painting rather than a gicleé mm-hmm. print which is a fancy way of saying digital print yes don't you think yes, it is uh i i think um i think art art is still uh it's still linked to the past that's part of the conversation of art is always it's always informed by the past right so fortunately uh it it is this link to antiquity that holds that in place right I mean, the, the history of, of, of American illustration is maybe it's only 150 years old at this point. 
right? Mm -hmm. So it's not, you know, it hasn't been around that long. Whereas painting has been around much longer, right? Mm-hmm. And and of course, there's different schools of painting, which are like like we say before about regionalism, right? So the Italians painted a certain way, the French painted a certain way, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Spanish, you know, there there there's always that thing, right? That 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 essence, that 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 texture, that character, that's that's uh, uh, connected to a location, right? Yeah, uh, New York and Los Angeles are worlds apart. Are they worlds apart now? They they weren't. Uh, they they were uh, ideologically, but but uh, now think things things have changed. I, I find when I go to Los Angeles, and it's very funny. I go there, and there are so many New Yorkers living in Los Angeles. It cracks me up. I'll go someplace, and I'll hear the accent. I go, wait a minute, you're not from here. You're from <laughs> you're from you're from back east. We well, sound like that, you know. And I'm not just talking like Martin Scorsese, but I mean like you know just any, anybody that you know. A lot of people in Hollywood. You know, uh, I, I had a meeting at Sony and the guy I was talking to, he had a New Jersey accent. I couldn't believe it. I was like, well, that's so crazy. And, mm. you know, and, and he, you know, because he's from he's from the East Coast. Sure. Well, I'm, I'm talking about like art, I, um, aesthetics, artistic aesthetics. Like, Los, I always kind of feel like Los Angeles has a much more illustration kind of appreciated, like, aesthetic and meanwhile, New York is definitely has that like, oh, the Chelsea. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, no. You know, well, I, I think art. If, if, if you want to talk about like the, the, the quote unquote higher art world, there, there is that sort of uh, bent nose kind of like, you know, look at things. But I, I, I think it's changing because the, the people that put that together are all dying off. Yep. Oh, I was going to say New York has a longer history, perhaps, in galleries and. It's, uh, but whatnot, they've always but... been fighting. I mean, there, yeah. there, there was uh, years ago. I would say in the 1930s, you know, uh, they tried to make a distinction between illustrators and, and and fine art painters, and I think that's a lot of nonsense. I think that uh, we're all connected by our, uh, our our method of communication, right? Which is visual. Yes. And it's whether or not you want to complicate that uh, with with abstract thought you know, or uh, with, with some kind of uh, aesthetic that uh, requires uh, paragraphs of explanation or, or whatever, uh, we're still, you still have to make something, right? right. I mean, that's, that's still, if you're, if, you're, if you're making visual art, you still have to make something. It doesn't matter. I mean, although there was that lady who sat in the chair and people stared at her, but I mean, that's, <laughs> that, but oh. that's still an idea, right? So you sure. have to, you know, well, that's, that's, that, that's like that wasn't wouldn't something like that like fall more into the realm of performance art anyways like I, I, but, but but that's the thing right we didn't have performance art to, uh, like that until until after the armory show right so until until modern art showed up what, mm. what, what we call modern art right so we didn't have anything like that before it really was just painting and sculpture and then of course then film came along which I, to me, I always say this, and people get upset. I, I, I still think that the, the, the great art form of the 20th century is still film. It's not painting or sculpture. It's film. It's that's oh. the thing that's reached the most people. Is film. I agree. I, I, I agree. Well, I got into an argument with, um, uh, oh my God, I'm blanking out his name, Matthew Bone, Matt, um, Matt Bone, 
you know, he does like I know the, Matthew Bone, yeah, sure. And <laughs> that is the this argument of who was the more influential 20th century artist, Picasso or Disney? My argument was Disney. I think Disney. I, I, has I, I think I think it was it's Louis B. Mayer. I don't think it's Disney. I think it's uh, Louis B. Mayer over at MGM. I think he's, mm. he has more influence. Uh, it's always the third one, just so you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, I right. I mean, Disney. That's that's cool and all, but I yeah, mean, well, no, it, it, it's always it, it's all, keep that, in mind like, in life. It's always the third one. You, you yeah, look it's at not... what uh, the obviously like Disney now has become this monolith that is kind of taking over the the world but like from humble beginnings of like the stone uh the pre-mickey stuff to steamboat willie to fantasia to whatever like the the that work when did when did they start making live action films disney uh in the, in the 40s or the 50s in the four, i think in the 40s let's try to remember what they they did a they did a um they did a bunch of movies. Uh, they even they even did a Treasure Island. Isn't there a Treasure Island uh, Disney movie live so. action? Didn't didn't it come out uh, around the time of the like the Swiss Family Robinson kind of Swiss Family Robinson. <laughs> there you go. I remember that. Sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but that the, there was they there was a bunch of live action movies that didn't do particularly well. Mm-hmm. The, I think the uh, the animation films are doing better. Yes. Excuse me. At the box office. Yes. Right. Right. That's what they were more known for for the longest time. Sure. Right. They also owned Viacom, didn't they? I'm sorry. Didn't Disney own Viacom? Do they know? Do they own it now? I know they they didn't own it before. I thought uh, that I know they were um, they owned like a huge. They own a lot of shit, man. Yeah, like under different names. So they definitely they, own a lot of stuff. They do they does Disney own ESPN or something? Yes. They yeah. do. Right? Yeah, they do own Yeah, ESPN. I think so. That's what I'm saying. It's 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 major. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, that that reminded me because uh, and this is completely a tangent, but uh I, I, we were we had that band Jawbreaker, the drummer, his name's Adam. It's a uh-huh. punk rock band and we had him he was doing a talk and it came up the, it was the third thing, the third thing example. Someone jokingly asked him who's Rolling Stones or the Beatles. And then he looked at everybody and goes, you're all wrong. It's the third. It's the who. And, <laughs> and everyone started laughing. <laughs> Just one of those things, man. It's always that he, he said, always pick the third. So that's well, what you Travis know, I, Just I would did. have to agree with him on that because without <laughs> oh, really? the who, you don't, you, you basically, you don't have punk rock very much. They were, they were the <laughs> punk band. I mean, they're not punk, but that was. I don't know. I just, I always thought that was profound they were because like the I never. Bad guys, you know, the, as much as the yeah. Stones were the bad guys and the Beatles were the good guys in the '60s, I guess, right? Uh, then you yeah. had a lot of other bands, right? You had like the Kinks were around, you know. Yeah, uh, I just thought it was a very profound, funny, funny thing, and I love saying it now. I'm like, oh, you choose two things. I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, pick the third one. Third one. It's all. It's <laughs> yeah. Never pick I, I one of the two. Believe me, because MGM is, is this gigantic studio. Uh, sure. and there were other studios. There were, you know, Warner Brothers was around at that point. So was Fox, you know. And but the, it, it's those MGM movies, that vault, all those things. There, they made some pretty amazing movies. Uh, you know, just yeah. They, and it was all it was all contract back then, right? Everybody was under a studio contract. I mean, you could loan an actor out to another studio, but you'd have to do something for that. Right. Know? Is that all like? Uh, is that like Buster Keaton? 
Yeah, like Buster yeah. Keaton. Like if you're yeah. you're Warner Brothers and you want you want to make a Robin Hood movie or something, and and Jimmy Cagney decides he doesn't want to do it, right? Uh, then you, you, know, you got to get somebody else. That kind of thing. Uh, you know. Uh, yeah, it's it's funny because now as soon as the contract system broke down, then it got really interesting in Hollywood, mm. right? I mean, uh, then those night it was it was right around the end of this toward the end of the sixties going to the seventies and then movies just changed. Right. 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 Like right, really right. changed. And uh, before when you said, uh, when Eric was saying about realism, it, it, everything was trying to be more naturalistic. You know, the, the acting was more naturalistic. It, it wasn't, it wasn't so stagey. Like it wasn't, oh, yeah, yeah. What is, you know, cause oh, there was a, like that. there was <laughs> a whole, there was a, there was an NPR whole story about that, about when that changed. And they said it was, maybe it was Marlon Brando. It was yeah, the reason yeah, he, uh, he, and, and, um, yeah, method and everyone actor, who, ate, yeah, right? and, he, he and but people who are influenced by him, yeah. then the next generation after him was all, they all tried to, yeah, become more real. And then it just kept evolving from there. But well, that was, it was sure. also, that was also, I believe rooted in a technological thing too, because like, if you look at like all the early 20th century film stuff, like everyone talked kind of crazy. And the <laughs> why... that's amazing. Well, sound, sound, sound was new, and... right? It's because the yeah. microphones weren't strong, um, sensitive enough to pick up subtle the subtler inflections, and so they spoke in exaggerated Could be. voices. Well, there was still be... they were still doing the stage thing, just like Eric was. Yeah, saying. they were still. Yeah, they, they, these were all stage actors. And... It's all influenced by stage. Yeah. Right. So yeah. all the motions were really big. Yep. You know, the big gestures, you know, to, so that somebody in like the 20th row can see what, what the hell's going on. You know, they, they still acted like that, you know, very exaggerated. Right. You know, uh, yeah. from, yeah. The, from the way people moved to the way people spoke for, you know, to, so it was clear on a mic, uh, when you heard it on your, I don't know. Radio How do you do it, Luke? Wait, uh, give me an example. Give me I, another I example. Not, I'm, I am not. You are so good. <laughs> Uh, you're it, so it, good it's, it's a very like wavy kind of way of speaking and yeah it's more like hey you see it's over there, <laughs> there you know it and it's like who says that yeah like nobody nobody's says that. i don't think people even said that spoke that way at that time but they, no they, but they just for theater that way because <laughs> that's like how you how you when you're speaking into a tin can that's how yeah. it works and, you know, I think the technology had finally come to a point where, you know, you could be, it was more natural, you could speak more naturally, and it would still come out very clearly. And well, they were, I think they were already doing that in Europe, right? So at that time, uh, Fritz Lang was still, he, he was making movies in, in, in Europe. And he, he made a movie called M with uh, Peter Lorre, where he played a, uh, a child killer, right? Mm-hmm. And the acting in that is actually pretty naturalistic, you know, and, and, and that was before a lot of things over here, but the whole movie's in German, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. not. So we might not know either, right? Yeah. Maybe they're in German. They're like, we don't know. It, like it, 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 it didn't see, it didn't, it, 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 it didn't seem particularly exaggerated. It seemed very naturalistic, you know, yeah. or if you watch, yeah, there's little pieces of it. I mean, it wasn't all so exaggerated. There were some films that can't, it's just, they were ahead of their time. Yeah. If you watch, uh, it's an it's an Errol Flynn movie actually. It's called The Prince and the Pauper. He's in it, and uh, it's kind of weird. It's not really. It's somewhere in the middle, you know. It's not quite uh, that that kind of stagey 
like the first like the, you're talking about the 1930s the first sound 40s yeah. 40s 50s uh, even 40s movies it depends on the the studio and and what was going on like the low the low budget movies the uh the dialogue was better but even like look at john wayne i mean that guy never changed and he, he was he, <laughs> i don't know what, like nobody talked like that either well that's john. again that's that's uh i, I you know i've no right? john I, I wayne never, nobody really did that cared for for john wayne uh, me neither he, yeah. he didn't like anybody he didn't like us <laughs> you should check out uh, a movie called uh, um, Nightmare Alley with uh, Tyrone Power. That's a good one. Mm. Uh, that that's in the forties, and that that's just it's just a very clever movie. Some great writing in it. You know, the writers are really good. A lot of those scripts are great. You know, mm. Sunset Boulevard is great if you get a chance. That's a good one. You know, um, I, I I'm very fond of those noir pictures from the forties into the fifties. You know, uh, and I'm and it also it sort of influenced my earlier work before I did the paintings I'm doing now. I was doing, I was trying to do a bunch of paintings of chickens as gangsters for like a minute. That's what I was doing, and then uh, <laughs> I couldn't sell any of those things. I thought it was hilarious. But I just had to do it, you know. Uh, but you you know how it is, Luke. You you make you, you adjust to the market if you, if you you know if you, yep. if you have to, mm-hmm. you know. Um, we we got. I think you and I we came in at a good time. Oh, absolutely. In, in L.A., uh, absolutely. I, I was talking to Chet Zar about this. We were talking about uh, Cannibal Flower and Think Space and L.C. and Andrew Hosner and 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 how they they would have these parties and people would 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 bring the work and hang it up and then the next day they you know they you know if it didn't sell they they'd take it home and you know Chet Zar said he sold his first painting at a Cannibal Flower show. That's what he told oh, me. I sold my first painting at a Cannibal Flower show. You know and. Uh, you know, but there's still connection there. Like whenever you see LC, there's a smile and, you know, it's friendly, yes. you know, um, I, I, I wasn't quite there yet. I, I showed up when, when it was think space, when it was yes. actually think space. Yeah. And I was, I was showing with, um, uh, in LA, LA, I was showing with Gary Pressman over at the Copernacin gallery. That's where uh, I was. And you know, my first, the first time I ever saw your work, Travis was at Eloluza Jesus, uh, kitchen sink show i think funny story about that so <laughs> so one day somebody is watching one of those home improvement shows on uh, one of the I, I guess back then it was called the learning channel or was it the discovery channel which one had the oh wait it was hgtv home and home, yeah. home garden tv and it was one of those things where look at our house kind of shows where you know where, where the camera is following around a couple who just bought a home and they were furnishing it and the camera pans over to a room, and there's my painting hanging on the wall. But my painting hadn't been sold, so somebody at La Luz stole it, and it ended up on that show. Whoa. Whoa. So there I am. I'm calling up Billy and telling him what happened, and he's like, what? So Billy, Billy Shire pays me for the painting because he's, he's a class act, you know, he, and he goes, well, I'll just have to look into it because apparently, they're, you know, Maybe he had somebody there that was stealing stuff, or whatever. Not his fault. You know, you can't. You know, you can't control. You know, uh, your your. You know, there's gonna. There's all. This always happens, right? This kind of stuff. I'm sure. You know, over at your at your store, you probably in the past have had somebody maybe come in and, and shoplift. You know, over your space, Eric. 
that happens. <laughs> you know? So, and I, I got mean, my shit back. You got it back. <laughs> I put it on social media. Yeah, that person. How cool back. is that? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. but go on. Your story's better. This that, yeah. mine was sad. So uh, yeah. So I mean, that, and I think that's. Really, and then after after that, I, I ended I ended up at Copro after that for whatever. Did reason. you get the Did you get the art back? I got the money. So oh, it, but it did matter. they get the art? I, know, I don't but know if they got the art back. It, the uh, art got stolen, probably. So it's uh, Annie. Oh. Annie was there at the time. Do you remember Annie? Yep. Yep. Yeah, she was. She was working with Billy. Um, the other person that he had worked with, over, she had left already. Uh, what was her name? Uh, the other person that ran things. Uh, Kennedy. Matt Kennedy. No, Matt Kennedy came later. He's he's after that. But anyway, it doesn't matter. But point is. Uh, Annie was there and you know she I'm sure she probably got got him back because she's she's like a shark that one I'm sure she <laughs> something out. she's like look at you you son of a bitch right probably, there was probably some guy hanging by his heels somewhere you know oh where's the painting you know Shugnight <laughs> Shugnight Vanilla Ice the song yeah right next to Vanilla Ice hanging off the yeah. you know the <laughs> two legs yeah. you know and now you're showing that uh, with Mary I'm at Mary, at uh, Mary Karnowski's place. That that would be KP Projects. Yep, yep. It's located on La Brea, not too far from Pink's. No, it's actually a lot. It used to be, it, back in the day, it was pretty close to Pink's, and now it's like literally yeah. like across the street from Pink's. What? Oh. No, it's further up, really? isn't it? Is it further up now? It's like half a block away from Pink's now. No. Really? Yeah, they moved. Well, you, well, you know where Aaron Brothers used to be? On the corner, you know, when you go to the corner and then Pink's is across the street. Aaron right. Brothers? Yeah, right. not How there. How far from it's, there is it? It, um, it is across across Melrose down uh-huh. and oh, the the next block. It's on that block because like, I haven't had a show there at the new space yet. Uh, yeah, and uh, my next show is in November. Oh, great! Hopefully, all of this will have blown over. And I'm hoping it's all blows over, and I can get on a plane, and, no. and, it, and it isn't weird, and I, I don't show up, and somebody sticks a sticks a thermometer up my ass at, at the LAX. I don't want that to happen. You know, you can uh, only be so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Cough, you son of a bitch! Cough! Oh no, not again! Uh, they're gonna, <laughs> and then they're gonna. You're gonna be like that doesn't feel like a thermometer <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and it's gonna be like it's oh, not a thermometer oh well nice. just relax yeah <laughs> it's not a thermometer oh, sorry think of england what think of england what are you talking about <laughs> do it now i said oh my god but yeah, yeah we, we hope it all works out i, I mean i don't yeah. know I mean, there she's still having shows there, even right now. Like Lola's show is up right now. Yeah, wow. open like right in the middle of all of this. I, uh, do you know how that went? I know you're good friends with Lola. They stole they sold some stuff, so people are still buying art. Oh, that's great. So that's that's a big plus. Uh, I I didn't know how it was going to go, and now I guess opening up now in May, it's going to be um, Jenny Bird, uh, Alcantara. She 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 has a from Riverside, California, as a matter of fact, she has a show opening up uh, this month at mm. Mary's. So, wow! So that's uh, you know people. Uh, well, I'm just like plugging the gallery. Isn't that funny? It's not even my show; it's someone else's show. And here I am plugging the <laughs> show. Uh, I should plug your show, Luke. When, whenever that is, the next one. Uh, when when well, is the next one, Luke? Well, I, I I literally just got a call and. They are like one of their two artists have bailed out at the end of March, at the end of May. 
So I'm doing like four like paintings for something that's on the 30th at Corey at Corey Halford. But my next no kidding is going to be in uh, March of next year. I was supposed cool. to do a show in Manila like in June. Oh, yeah, but that's yeah. you know that's a hell of a thing. Yeah, that's not. I that's not you could be able to get a you know get a visa or whatever and fly over there and. That seems like a lot, man. No, it's uh, I've, I've been out there before, and I had a fantastic time out there. But and I was looking forward to doing the show, but the coronavirus, kind of yeah, fucked everything up. So I, that that ruined a lot of plans. I mean, I, I was <laughs> to say I was, the looking, least. I was looking forward to taking my daughter to a, a show, and that's probably canceled now. No, oh, which show? Uh, uh, her her favorite band is uh, when she was in school was uh, My Chemical Romance and they were doing oh. a, 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 a new tour just this year and I had finagled uh, some great seats at 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 the uh, at at the Barclay Center in New York and you know in Brooklyn wow. and it was going to be really cool and there was a possibility that maybe she might get to you know uh, maybe even meet 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 uh, Gerard Way or something or you know I had finagled something but now obviously that's not going to happen so right. wait how old's uh, your daughter she's 20 oh wow she's an adult she <laughs> I sure was ex- is. in my mind I was thinking of a 12 year old or something but I'm like can my chemical romance she's got to be older okay that well, makes Luke, sense uh, well Luke met my daughter once did a I a long time ago yeah I, we, when I flew out to LA the la- uh, not this not this last time but the time before that Okay. I ran it to you, and I ran it to Stephen Daly. Oh, cool. oh, wow! So you got to—I think you met her for like a second. Right, right. You no, know? and that might have time. I think that because the last the time well, the last time you came into town was when you had the show at the old KP Project Space, right? And I met up with you at Lola's place, and we all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Went to the show, so I'm trying to remember the, the time. And then you was that the same trip where you stopped? You you stopped and you were at Giant Robot. You came into the gallery, right? I walked into Giant Robot, and I was yeah, like, hey. was that the same last trip? Was that the last trip, Lord of the Light? No, I, I came was one more it? time after that. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. But I, I I was like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Eric Nakamura's space, and I was I, honored. Even though it's the night of my show, I'm still gonna go there anyway. I was honored. And yeah. I, I, yeah. I showed up and I ran into James Jean. He was yeah. there. Oh, he's and, a, he's uh, a close neighbor, so yeah, yeah. So I was like, cool, what do you know? There he is. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And uh, what's well, funny, I, I on and off, I, I for a while I used to just run into him for for, for no for no reason. I would just run into him. Mm. You know, uh, the last time I'd run into him before that, uh, it was just it was just I was walking in in New York, and I ran into him and David Cho. Just you know, and it was like, hey, hey guys, hey, and you know, and then before that, I it was in Miami. It was just random i think he was at the time he was maybe he was sharing a space with david show they were using the same Uh, studio in downtown la yeah 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 that was that was Mm -hmm. a few years ago yeah maybe uh time flies maybe five four yeah and i I, for whatever reason they were both in new york and i don't know who show Mm -hmm. that was for or what was going on but there they were and uh, that was kind of cool so it's kind of funny you just run into people we have we're a very very small community and we all kind of know each other which is kind of nice you know, yeah. Yeah, I'm no. hoping I, I run into Thomas Hahn next time I'm out there. He should be ready to come on out soon. Well, I think by the time all this mm-hmm. is done, he'll be he'll be ready to come out. He's I've been in touch with him. He's been oh good, doing good. 
He's doing That's good. good. So, um, yeah. He'll be he'll be stoked to hear that. You're, yeah. that you're, you're, he's still on your mind. Yeah, he's still on my mind. Esau Andrews is still on my mind. I still run into him when I come out there. He, I think he's sharing a studio space in uh, downtown LA with uh, uh, Dan Quintana. Mm. And, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, with Miso, with yeah. uh, maybe uh, Liz McGrath. Oh, they're all there. Oh. Yeah, they're all in that studio space. Right, right, okay. right. Yeah, right. Miso, uh, Dan Quintana. I didn't know Esau was there, and Liz. Yeah, Esau was there yeah. very quietly. I, I, I <laughs> when last time I was out there, it was for uh, that was my show. But then also that weekend, it was a, a memorial for uh, uh, Greg. Greg, and that was over in um, where? Where do they have that? It was at a college. Did mm-hmm. you, you? You were there, weren't you? At the memorial? No, Greg, I. Greg I, Escalante. I, I didn't make it to Escalante's memorial. Where, I forgot where that was. It was at a college. It was, wasn't it was at it? a college. Yeah. Orange County. And yeah, correct. Yeah. It was at it was at a college in Orange County too. At that, I believe. I, I just was bad at waking up at the time. And Everybody so, was there. Greg Simpkins was there, and uh, Coop. I don't know if you know Coop. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yep. uh, Keith Wiesner uh yeah the whole gang and then you know uh what who's uh, who else was there um uh laurie lipton you know laurie lipton the, yep, the yeah. giant, giant graphite drawings sure yeah um, she's a customer at the she comes to she's been coming for years to giant robot like just very incognito like just a person mm-hmm. and uh yeah. she, i didn't i didn't even know who she was the whole time until like I don't know, not too long ago, where I was like, "That's." I finally figured out who that was. Yeah. Oh, she's yeah. she's pretty great. Singing, like, very, know, very cool. Woman, yeah. Lori Lipton, you know, creator yeah. of insane graphite art. I know. Big, and she, big graphite art. Big, yeah. big drawings, man. And really amazing, too. Like, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. And kind of unassuming, like, like oh, yeah, she does it, you know? <laughs> It just seems like how do you just the scale of it seems so amazing. How do you even get going on that? But well, uh, she can I, do it. I think she has a, a, a great amount of tenacity. Yeah, I need it. And she, and she also has a, a, a really strong uh, integrity about about her about her her, uh, her work. You know, so she just holds on and and digs in and and yeah, just, you know, does the stuff. And and to her, it's bliss. I mean, she loves it. She loves what she's doing. Yeah. And that, that's 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 a wonderful thing to hear, because yeah. you know you always hear about the the, uh, the that sort of bizarre fantasy idea of, of an artist being this tortured person, and uh, maybe maybe in the past who knows, but right now this person that she is is really happy with what she's doing, and I, and I think that's wonderful. I like to hear that. You know, I never want to hear that somebody is like, uh, 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 "I'm this close to the rope, Jimmy." You know, I, that's you don't want to hear that. You want <laughs> you want to know that it's that things are going well. You know, uh, right? That's that's the uh, that's the thing. I don't even know anybody like that. Do you, I mean, like, does that like that that 1960s romanticized notion of the tortured artist? Or that you know that post World War Two. Well, okay, right, right around the time the economy took a big shit in uh, two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Yep, I, I was hearing a lot of that. You know, there were a lot of people that were really upset because paintings weren't selling. You know, sure. uh, in New York anyway, not not so much in in L.A., but definitely in New York, it was like a problem. 
Right. And I, and yeah. people were upset. You know, it was like, what do, what do we do now? You know, they, they were like, there was a moment and they were almost there. And then all of a sudden it was like somebody just pulled the rug out from underneath them and then no sales. Oh. And how do you live without sales? And right. you know, well, but that, I mean that, but that is a self-destructive um, attitude or thing fueled by an economic situation that yes. was unpredictable. Yes. But does does the like you know the one thing I don't see a lot of like I remember back when I was strung out in a complete mess like I think I was the only one that was that strung out <laughs> walking around in art shows around Los Angeles at least. But you were still beautiful, man. <laughs> I, I, met, I met you, and I'm, uh, I met you just before all that. Right, right. And I was right. like, this guy is so cool. I was so happy. I, I, I met you over at Gallery 1988, and I was so pleased to meet you because I'd been following your work for a few years at that point, and I was just so pleased to just. I was like, this is the guy. This is the clever guy. This is the person. And, the, and I remember Molly Crabapple was telling me, she's like, man, you got to look at this guy's stuff. It's so, it's, this guy's got a great sense of humor and, and a, wonderful way, a wonderful way of looking at things. You know, it, it's, uh, and it, she was right. You know, there's, there's just, you, you have, you have a, 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 great, a great way of communicating, right? Thank you. And, uh, yeah. And we need more of that. We need pe- people that are, uh, can communicate what you know an idea that's you know? part of art right art and graphics and uh well i mean like it's that. supposed to be but, yeah. uh, but i i find that uh one of my problems with a lot of art that's in uh, i guess in the modern art world is that it's just so mired in this uh duel of ideas instead of communicating right. you know what i mean so it, it's like uh you have people that are talking uh, w- with language that doesn't connect to the common man a- a- at all. And you have to, you know, it's like, I, I don't want to have to have a PhD in psychology to-, to understand what you're painting. I think that's ridiculous. I should be able to look at your work and get something out of it, you know? And it's not like I'm not educated and I didn't go to college and I, you know, I, you know, and I don't know anything about philosophy. I do. So if I, if I have to work hard to understand something, that's not, what is that? And I'm not, it's not, it's not being lazy. I, I just think um, impact is important. But don't you feel that, like, if I have to sit back and read your dissertation about this piece, which isn't really part of the piece? It's not. That's the other thing. There's a disconnect like, there. Doesn't, there. doesn't that piece on its already automatically fail? Well, that, that's it. They, didn't, they don't well, want I mean, it. Like, to a certain degree. Right. It's not that it fails, but it's just that's the language that's used. That's just the way art is, unfortunately, uh, or fortunately, depending on what, how you like it. Some people love it. Some people genuinely find that uh, exciting. They like this thing that is so different from the way art used to be, right? Because they're, they're in love with, with this idea of the new. Um, but I, I, I'm an aesthetics guy. You know, I, 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 like, I, I like to be able to look at something and, and – and be able to get get something that uh, you know. And again, not that I'm a simpleton, but I, I, I prefer something where it communicates to me a lot quicker. Sure. You know, because I mean, honestly, life is short, man, and I, I don't have time to sit there, <laughs> and, you know, read your uh, 
as you say, your dissertation about why this glass shelf is a tree. I don't need, you know, with a glass of water. I, I don't need to. I mean, that's a real thing, by the way. I, I don't need to read that. You know, I don't need to do that. I could be doing something else, man. I could, I could go fishing for Christ's sake. You know, I could, you know, there's a stream right down the street. I mean, I could be doing that. Why am I reading this thing? Oh, then well, there's also the absurdity, right? Like, remember the banana yeah. thing that happened in. Uh, Let's not Arbazel talk about the banana. Time. That's a that's a joke. That's a that's a knock knock joke. You know, that's that's the problem with that kind of art. That kind of art is, and and, and someone was so angry with me when I said that. Yeah, they, it is a joke. Like, well, they, I I compared person, I, they, I compared Duchamp to. Uh, being essentially philosophical knock-knock jokes right like and, and, and they were really upset because they had, i guess they'd gone to school and they'd studied him and they wow. read, read yeah. a bunch about him and well at the end of the day you know it is a knock-knock joke it's yeah. like okay there it is there's a urinal ta-da there's not much more there once you know that's a urinal that that's it yeah it functions as a commentary yeah. and it functions as a joke uh but don't, don't you think that maybe that like like say like that ni- entire 1990s juxtapose magazine art alternatives magazine kind of like movement was a reaction to the contemporary you're talking about like you're talking about like robert williams kind robert of stuff williams the lowbrow art kind coop of coop is part of that too right coop, coop kind of a younger younger generation yeah, coop. like yeah. osgang anthony osgang like all do 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 you ever feel like that like this movement toward an illustrative you know art movement uh, uh illustration as art kind of thing it was a reaction to the um contemporary art antics of contemporary artists well i mean it was it was uh you know i mean you were there you remember so i mean it was but but it's it's also it's also something where 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 the the buyers were new and they weren't interested in in having to go to art school to or or take an art appreciation class to just look at something and and like it right you know uh, i always think i always think this is the difference between east coast and west coast but i probably totally wrong but i always think that that juxtaposed stuff was was definitely west coast it was but the prob- know, the problem with the art world uh, at large is that it, it it likes to think, you know, that there's just these fiefdoms, these little pockets of stuff going on, and 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 one likes to pretend the other things don't exist. You know, there there there's people in in New York City that don't want to know that somebody is selling a cowboy painting in Scottsdale, Arizona, for eighty thousand dollars. Like they're they're upset by that. Like that they're like, well, that's why why you know. But you know what? That's that's fine. That's what, that is what it is. You know, you can't, you know, I mean, people should like what they want to like. And uh, it's like music, right? I mean, you know, you know, just because, just because, you know, you don't like a a kind of music doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. Somebody's still listening to it. You know what I mean? So there, there's an audience for it. Uh, Well, why would you, you know, why, why make it seem like, you know, yours is better? Uh, It might not be. You know, it, that's that's where taste comes into play. Right. You know, and there's also like taste, right? every so often you start. I mean, in history and I guess maybe even currently, but there's so many pockets of art and from different places in, in America, just America. You know what I mean? Like you're mentioning earlier about art in Spain, uh, France, Italy, and they're all kind of different. Mm-hmm. But 
there's tons of that in America too. If you look at, sometimes I look at art auctions and I look at the results and it's art from like, let's say the forties or fifties or even sixties. And they have like names of the, this is a painter from the so-and-so Valley school, you know? And I'm like, where was that? And then you find out it was in Ohio or something. I know there was like this, you know, a, a big, a group of people that called themselves, gave themselves this kind of great name. Oh yeah, that, you know, that's, there was. There's always right? going to be a lot of that. Uh, and and then I look at it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I was like, I'd never heard of that. But they, you know, it, it was enough where they they're able to use that in auctions. You know what I mean? Well, hopefully, but, hopefully. And then it's different schools, it, but it's different schools right. of art in different parts of the country. That I'm like, there was art. Like people cared about these painters from this area. Oh, yeah. Oh, something yeah. Valley. Some some. I forget the uh-huh. name, and it's like something Valley, and it's like they were doing nature paintings in their area, right? Uh, and well, ho- lo and behold, people ho- care. Hopefully you know? that uh, that'll be us, Luke. You know, we're ba- uh, you know it are, I think it already is. You know, Thirty like thirty years now, they'll say, "Oh well, there, there was this thing that happened in Los Angeles." Uh, that that's that's already happening. And, that's going to happen. And, and the second wave of artists that would be you and me. We we are the second wave. The first wave is the Robert Williams, Mark Ryden. That's the first wave. Right. Right. right? So the second wave is us, pretty much. I always consider you, me, Greg Simpkins. Uh, you know. I'm sold. You guys are. It's already. It's already a thing, in my opinion. Well, you're you're at ground zero for this, so you know, right? I'm 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 already sold. I'm I drank that Kool Aid a long time ago. I already yeah. believe. No, it's a thing. You guys are his. You guys are part of history. There's no, no bullshit about so that. So it's our job, Luke, to uh, chronicle this so that people and and Eric is doing it right now with these podcasts. Ah, it's chronicled. And, and, it's chronicled and, and, and anyway, books. man. You know, it's so, chronicled. It's in books. It's so you know, it's, so it's digitally exist. archived. It's digitally archived all over the place. Yeah, because they, they want to yeah. know that like no what, question what happened, right? Uh, I, I I mean I'll be honest. I when when Mark Ryden first showed up and he started selling galleries, mm-hmm. what what that did for a lot of us that were because I, I come from an illustration background. A lot of us were like, well, wait a minute. If he could do it, why can't I do it? Right. Why can't I have my stuff in a gallery? Why why am I just waiting around for someone to call me? Mm-hmm. to uh do it do a book cover or uh or, or something something mm-hmm. i could maybe i could do this too so then I, I i grabbed up my stuff and i flew out to la and to seattle and i was like hey hey gary pressman hey hey billy shire hey kirsten anderson mm-hmm. you know hey mary karnowski maybe hey hey andrew hosner you mm-hmm. know uh you know uh yeah i was like hey can you maybe you know maybe sell my stuff maybe you could do something you know mm-hmm. right you know uh, maybe there, there's something, you know. So and then these people gave me a chance, and I'm still here, yeah. and that's very nice of them to, to all of them. To, every single one of those people gave me a chance, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, am I leaving somebody out? I am leaving somebody out. I'm leaving out uh, uh, Jensen at Gallery 1988. And again, another nice guy. If it weren't for him, you know, we, you know this, uh, right? Me. I mean, everyone, everyone. These guys gave all of us a chance, and that's kind of cool. And also, what's kind of nice is that. On that end of things, those guys, uh, all those gallery directors, they were just, but they were more or less discovering us. You know, mm-hmm. if you, I mean, if without, without a think space, nobody knows who, who, who Orchard Kawasaki is without, uh, right? Because I think they, they saw, did they see her first or was it? Um, she, she, that was one of the, the, the more bigger galleries that showed her work. Yeah. I remember like, because she's, she and I followed, a somewhat similar path like we both did freaking black market shows and then that's right made, right yeah as, as our very first shows and we both did gallery 1988 shows 
uh, in the very beginning. We did Nucleus Gallery shows in Alhambra. Alhambra, Alhambra, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that's uh, Ben, Ben Zoo. Is it Ben Zoo's place? Ben yeah. Zoo's place, yeah. And yeah. then you know, we, she's kind of go. She kind of goes between like she, like she does this triangle between like. Which, uh, she does some does uh, does some things a lot that uh, with Giant Robot, Think Space, and KP projects. Mm-hmm. And like my uh, my triangle, my LA triangles like Giant Robot, Corey Halford, and uh, Copro Gallery. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I, guess, I your... guess I guess my triangle is like I'm part of the triangle. Is yeah. a KP projects, Giant Robot, and uh, and then some, and every now I'm and honored. again. Uh, I guess Copro comes in. They'll ask you for something. I'll give them yeah, something. Every every once in a while, like it's got uh, a little triangle. They'll contact me, and of course, I'll agree because it's great. Yeah. You know, you know. I mean, Gary. Oh yeah, Gary. Gary. Gary yeah, Gary Pressman. Gary Gary Pressman's a good guy. We like Gary Pressman. Yeah. He's done. Good Cor- Did you work with Copro when it was in a different location? Uh, I don't even know where it was. It, it was to- near the 405 freeway, right? Yeah, it, it was, was uh, it used on to Venice be- Boulevard. Yeah, it, it used to be in. Uh, uh, what part like, of town is that? It's, it's like Mar Vista or something, or yeah, Palms it, or Mar it Vista. Location. It was. That, was it on Venice Boulevard, maybe, or was it on Washington Boulevard? But it was right was by Washington the 405. Boulevard. It was Washington. right by the 405 freeway. Yeah, they, had though, a, right? they had a Washington Boulevard space, and yeah, uh, it was right next to, to the Clo- freeway, to Cloverfield Boulevard. Before yeah. they moved to uh, yeah, the Bergamot Station. Yeah, I went. I went there when it was at that location, the the one near the freeway. Yeah, but you you remember some of the other galleries that used to be around? that aren't around anymore right there, uh, there were a lot yeah a lot right there were a lot yeah yeah, yeah. like I, you remember a place called mendenhall sobieski oh yeah i remember I've, yeah i i don't know if i went there though but i've seen the i remember seeing the advertisements i used to always look at the art ads in you know the la weekly in the newspapers yeah, yeah. i would love looking at that stuff wasn't that in uh pasadena no, no mendenhall i'm not sure yeah but i remember it uh earl mcgrath gallery Does that earl sound mcgrath like yeah. Oh my gosh, I, dude, that name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then they they closed. Uh, they closed that's when they closed. Uh, yeah, Not that know, long ago. You know if Copland Del Rio is still open? That gallery. I don't think that's open. I think that's gone. I think that's closed. Wow. It's so I think much so. Has changed, right? That was, that one was Culver City, I think, somewhere. Yeah, Culver yeah. City. The uh, yeah. Bo, Bo Bass had a place in Culver City at that oh, point. Yeah. Project, uh, the Bass okay. Projects, and then uh, Kinsey LaForge. Of uh, you know that 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 gallery, Kinsey is Kinsey LaForge. I don't know. Was that Dave Kinsey related? Dave Kinsey he had, related. Yeah, that was. Oh, he had a space. I've yeah. been there. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, I'm trying to think what's over there. I think it's slow around. I know that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, I think that's um, what's his name's. Obey's got uh, why, uh, very. Um, you know, um, obey. Oh, Shepherd Ferry. Shepherd Ferry. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Some people Man, quite... do galleries, and some people can't. I, I remember, like a lot of uh, at the time, a lot of artists had this. Like it was that pre-recession uh, time. A lot of artists had this, like. Fuck fifty percent. You know, I'm just gonna fucking have my own gallery. And Good luck with that. <laughs> Operating a space is not easy. I don't know why people think that. You know, you got you still got to pay the rent, right? Yeah, yep. uh, we still unless, pay it even now. <laughs> yeah, unless 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 for whatever reason, you know, like if all of us decided we were, we would just start an artist co-op, mm-hmm. 
like like if 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 if, if Greg Simpkins, you, myself, Lola, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, Tara McPherson, mm-hmm. wow. um, you know, Esau Andrews, you know, uh, Dan Quintana, if we just like band, band, banded together 15, 15 of us mm-hmm. and just started like an artist co-op mm-hmm. and just sold the stuff ourselves. And then each one of us has a show every, you know, there's 15 people. So you have a show once every year and a quarter, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So the only thing you'd have to do is you'd have to fly out and cover the space once in a while. Or if you lived in the area, you'd have to just watch it, you know, maybe once a week. You'd have to. Oh, can I get a job there? <laughs> and, uh, you know, I want and then, a job and there. whatever the rent is, right? And then, and then you know, we, we'd, we'd collect it and we'd figure it out, you know? That that's that that was an idea that a lot of artists had, but you know it takes a lot because everybody has to pull their weight. Yeah, right. So it's very hard to do that. Oh, uh, somebody somebody's not going to pull their weight, and everyone's going to get mad at them and get voted off the island. It's like Pretty a reality much, that's, show. That's how, you know what? That's how it's a reality show. Are. Reality show in the making, right there. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, artists artists co ops <laughs> are are like that, right? Mm-hmm. So, unless you find a space where the rent isn't so high, that's the trick, right? If you could find a, a, a low rent space, right. You know, and then, uh, then it isn't so bad. But rents in LA must be crazy right now. Yeah, I can't even imagine what people are paying over there. Right oh, it's now. too much. Yeah, you know? It's too much. It's yeah, yeah, it's it's insane. It's just like Manhattan somewhere or Williamsburg or something. It's just expensive. Prohibitive. Well, I mean, that's that's why you know you live outside of it. I mean, uh, you know, like even Gary Gary Pressman, he lives in Van Nuys. He doesn't live in like in the middle of LA. No. Oh, and surprisingly. Um, L.A. does still have pockets of areas that could be really nice, but uh, they're not they're not as expensive as you would think. But they're still expensive, yeah. right? You know, Considering. but there are, there are yeah. yeah, yeah, there are areas. Yeah. You know, well, one so, of, so much changes, man. You know, I yeah. mean, when what was it ever cheap? When you were, yeah. when you first showed up, like what was sure. it like? Oh, I showed up. I'm from here. Uh, I'm actually from L.A. So. I mean, you could buy a house for one hundred fifty thousand dollars. And what year was that? Ninety beginning ninety four, ninety five, ninety six oh, around shit. there. Uh, yeah, one hundred fifty. You can get one in a nice, nicer, decent area. I guess. No kidding. Wow. Silver Lake. I mean, Silver Lake before you know Silver Lake became what it is. Yeah, one hundred fifty thousand no dollars. You can get a house in Silver Lake. Sure, and, and, and a nice one too. Right, but that was uh, at a, a time. Uh, like, like 94 like, maybe yeah, around there well, like it was like 95 well, like echo park los feliz all those areas were not really like well yeah they're definitely not no, i know, now, you know? It, yeah well like los feliz was the beginning of it right right because that was like remember like that brand i don't know i mean that was like the beastie boys kind of neighborhood or was like los feliz oh really so that I mean, that was when they moved here, and that was sort of like the area they were kind of hanging out at. So it got kind of popular little by little, like underground popular, and then did Silver Lake. Then it goes east. Then it went north. You know, like mm-hmm. it went east of uh, whatever it is, like Echo Park, Silver Lake, Echo Park. Then it goes to, you know, Eagle Rock, right? So it's well, when when Highland was the Park, big when was the big real estate change? When did things just get out of control? Man, I think soon after that. <laughs> really. <laughs> 2000 i don't know around 2000 maybe when so that, that that's started over here i mean i i bought this house for one hundred and fifty nine thousand dollars. wow right uh and then 9 11 happened like maybe two years later and uh-huh. now houses here are a lot more than that because people were just trying to leave the city they were so wow. afraid what was going on down there right 
Like even even now, gas prices are right where they were at nine eleven. Right now, the price got the price of gasoline in my area right now is just a, just if you go across the river, it's just under two dollars a gallon. Mm. Wow. Right? Oh, we're at two, we're at three still around there. I'm at two sixty two sixty. Yeah, around there. Yeah. But I but if you if you move forward by like four years, right to two thousand and three two thousand four, gas was almost five dollars a gallon. Man, it was like four something. Wow. Uh, yeah. and, and in L.A. anyway, it was gas was expensive in Los Angeles in uh, around two thousand four, two thousand five. It was jacked up, man. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. Yeah, it was up to like a four something a gallon. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I was I was driving a '79 Pontiac, and that it was like a, a car with like a gigantic <laughs> gas tank, man. It was like a hundred dollars to fill that tank, man. I was like, what the? F-? That's the way it was, man. Because it was so much. It was, you know, it was crazy. Can you, what was so as an artist or doing art or illustration even? Uh, what was art? What was that like in nine during that nine eleven time in New York? Because you were you were there, I presume, right in some part of it. Uh, I I had already moved up here already because I was working at oh, a art there? studio. Uh, yeah, but I mean, the, if you're talking about like the the what what people paid you to do a job, the no, I was it like just just the environment of it in New York. Like, what was it like? Like, were you doing art shows? Were you doing anything like that? And at that time, uh, I was I was working at, a, at an art studio pretty much. That's what okay. I was doing, and uh, mm. they paid me pretty well to work there. And I w- I would take I would do illustration jobs like here and there, maybe a book cover here or you know magazine there just something nothing it was pretty inconsistent you know i, I know they they shut down manhattan at that point for for months after that happened you know because it's stretched because it's that dust was everywhere man oh so i didn't i didn't go down to manhattan for a couple of years i didn't go back to new york until 2003 was when i went back oh. up till then man, i stayed away from manhattan i just stayed up here because i don't know what was going on because right after that i don't know if you remember shortly after that happened there was a scare where people getting envelopes that they thought had anthrax <laughs> in them. Right, right. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That, that was going Forgot. on like right after that. And so people were just like freaking the fuck out. So no one would go. We weren't going down there. People were staying up here. Mm. And I was selling wow. things from here. Mm. And then I thought, oh, you know what? I'm getting tired of the studio job. And then I went out to Los Angeles. Mm. So it just kind of worked out. My timing was just right. I got out there just you know, at my first uh, show in uh, – not even in L.A. It was in Seattle at, at, at Rock LaRue Gallery. Right. Oh, wow. And, that's, and then from there, Gary Pressman saw the show online and was like, you know, I want, to, I want that guy. So then he contacted me and said, hey, what do you think about doing something over here? And I was like, yeah, all right. <laughs> and, and, at the, and at the same time, I heard from Billy Shire or whoever was working there, and they were like, Hey, do you want to submit something to this kitchen sink thing? And I'm like, you know, why not? Mm. Why not? So I had stuff over there and I had stuff over at Press- Gary Pressman's place. So cool. Yeah. And um, meanwhile, while that was going on, I was part of this group of artists. We called ourselves the Art Dorks. Does that sound familiar? Art Dorks? I don't know it. Might I don't know it. We, we had a collective and it was made up of, it was me, it was Sean Barber, Dave Chung, Chris Reiniak. Do these names sound familiar? Uh, sure. Of yeah. yeah. And uh, there were a few of us. But uh, the thing about our collective was that we were responsible for getting a, a, a group show in, in the location where we lived. Mm. So I curated a group show uh. in Brooklyn for the group. Uh, Sean Barber and Reiniak ta- spoke with uh, 
Andrew Hosner, he got us a show over there at his place, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, we, had, we had a show in Sacramento because of another artist. We had a show in Sacramento at, at a gallery called The Toy Room. And then we ended up at uh, a space in San Francisco that was run by a guy named Justin Giarla. He ran that Uh-oh. space. So he has no, a, no, he has a things, mixed things were a mixed okay reputation because they were, okay because there was everybody was still getting paid and everything was great and you know things were still good so it was fun we were all getting just shows and spaces right and that was kind of fun you know doing that and that was a great group to be with and then of course we eventually all went our separate ways but that was that was a good time you know didn't you guys didn't you guys weren't most of you guys all associated with that circus posturist group too uh that was me and uh me chris reiniak and a guy a guy who calls himself dr a oh yeah Doc a. oh the, was, from england yeah he was from england. england he was there yeah sure and uh there were two other people two other artists uh there was a girl that does little like little figures with big eyes uh and i, I think That's i think a- she's with um She's, she's, I think she's with Chris Reiniak now, right? I think that she was partnered with him. Yeah, I can't, I'm really bad with names right now. I'm, I'm blanking. Amanda, on. Amanda Spade. Does that sound Amanda right? Spade, Amanda Spade. And, it was her. And Circus Postures is basically kind of run by Brad Peters and Kathy Olivas. Yeah. Who I'm, I'm still really good friends with. And, uh, cool. you know, they, uh, they're really cool. They, they're, they were again. They were they were like the outsiders, right? So they were they would still go to LA and do things, but they they kind of did their own thing, and I, I was always always very impressed with that. Mm. They had their own industry going, you know, and and that's kind of nice. It's nice to know that people have, like, they don't have to be beholden to a space to do this this thing of ours, right? Right. Now, do you remember there was uh, there were another two artists that also did uh, figures. Uh, and they they were living in the hills in in Los Angeles, and they had a show at the Museum of Natural History in L.A. by the Tar Pits. Oh, uh, Amanda Vassell and Amanda Vassell and uh, Michelle Michelle Michelle. Michelle. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. I don't know her last name. Valga uh, Valga or something like that. Yeah, yeah, with a yeah. V, and it's a, and it's yeah. very Italian sounding. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, really cool people. Uh, they. You know, they for for like a minute they were doing stuff on there. I don't know what they're doing now. I, st- I think I still get the emails. They're still doing stuff. Yeah, they're still doing. Stuff. It doesn't end. And yeah. I think they and, moved uh, out of Southern California though. Oh, I think not too far out. Right? They move. They move, but I think they just moved a little further out, but not way out. Right. I'm not. But sure. the, through, uh, through them, I, I met I met yeah. a person named that was called Buana Spoons. <laughs> I, I've known him for a long time. And yeah. then I, and then I met a yeah. guy uh, who he, he's, he lives in Portland now. Uh, what the hell's his name? I was just, Buana lives there. Scrappers. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, he has like his whole face is full of hair. And he oh, uh, he's a metal dude. What's his the name? Metal guy. Uh, yeah. What, yeah. You know, metal you know, dude who makes, uh, he does paintings uh, and, uh, not, no, no, he's not older. He's he's kind of grayish now. Kind of grayish now. He looks like one of your characters that you draw, actually, but he doesn't wear a top hat and stuff like that. But you know, he's kind of got a lot of facial hair. Uh, you'll you know his name. I for, I forgot myself. He always wears um, he wears a denim vest often. I was just thinking of Bigfoot. 
but it's not. Oh no, no, he's older, a little older than that. But he's older. got a. He wears a denim vest. He's I'm got glasses. Because I, I'm kind of. I, I know. And I talk. To I am him too. I forgot his name. And yeah. For whatever reason, his name escapes me right now, and it's not a slight. I mean, really. It's, no, it's, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. Uh, he goes to decon. He's a decon all the time, and um, he's but he's got like a lot of facial. But hair I think it's and, kind of cool that we all, like yeah. I said, we all kind of know. He's a good other. guy. So I, I yeah. rattle off these names, and you guys go, "Oh yeah, I remember that guy, sure. or this guy, or that person," or, and that's kind of cool. See how, how how cool our community is. Yeah. No, it's, it's right. It's a tight community, and it's it's an interesting one for sure, and. You know, there, there's little there's dramas here and there, but no. That's the best part, man. <laughs> that, that is the best part. <laughs> like this person hates this person, and that person hates that person, and, and this gallerist screwed these all these people, and uh, yeah, like the <laughs> well, well, that, well, that that that, uh, that that shooting gallery story is the craziest one, I think. That one, I was so surprised. I mean, I I mean, I I was surprised, not surprised. I just didn't think it kept going on. Right. You mean, you know, I thought the, after the after I left that they, you know, that they had, they, had, you know, maybe they they cleaned up their act. But then it turns out I, I saw this crazy post uh, by um, Ken. Uh, Ken, Ken, yeah, Ken, Ken posted it, and I was like, oh my god, and and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, like when they were yeah. moving to like Seattle or something like yeah, that. Uh, Port- Portland. He's in Portland. He's in Portland now. Well, Ken, Ken Harmon had posted this thing, and I, I, I could not stop. I, I was like reading it, like, oh my god, that's, that's so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think things happen, you know, and, it, and it's I find that to be pretty entertaining at times. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but you know, uh, I, I'm glad that we're all still here and we're all still working. You know, yeah. we're all still doing our stuff. No, oh, I'm, you know, it, I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I, 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 well, I still have it in the back of my head. But like when I first started doing this, I was just constantly like thinking to myself, the floors is going to drop out from underneath me. And it's gonna be <laughs> you know, so. It's uh, I, I I'm I'm happy that like I'm still working, still able to pay my bills and everything. So you yeah. know, the one one of the things that uh, uh, another reason, one of the many reasons why I wanted you on this show is also because of the fact that you have a very interesting Facebook page, where because or, or, or social media presence. Where why is that you? <laughs> You you would like present like ideas concerning the business of art and kind of and ask and basically ask questions or ask for thoughts concerning some things and you you always seem to are uh, like you know you, you always seem uh, maybe it's just like looking at like what's going on out there and asking questions I think like one like. We had a discussion a long time ago about ba- the Baby Yoda art thing, where you and I actually got on the phone and we talked about it for a while. Where like some artists were just kind of, it was back when Baby Yoda was the hottest visual thing and you know, one of the hottest art things that people could do, and and it's kind of brought up a bigger question concerning uh, appropriating IP, other people's IPs, and stuff like that. Uh, to just kind of, I mean, I, I, I'm having a hard time like recollecting anything specific right now. But well, it's it's a it's a weird question. I I, I always think that um, you go to a convention, 
right? <laughs> uh, Comic Con or something. And then there's always going to be an artist that's doing, you know, fan art. Uh, many, and, uh, yeah, many, many, many artists. And that, that, that's and that's fine. I guess you know they're one-offs. It's not a big deal. But when you start making prints, that's when I kind of kind of blink and go, Ooh, I don't know, is that a good idea? Because some of these companies, if they find out, they get a little upset that you're making money off of their stuff, you know. And it depends and, who. I but guess, there, but, right, there, but yeah. there's a ceiling, right? Like uh, like they don't mind if it's a little bit of money. They don't really care so much. But the minute you cross a certain threshold, then they were like, listen, you know, it's like the it's like those guys that were trying to make the Star Trek movie on their own, and they, when they crowdfunded it, and as soon as they got it went over a million dollars, suddenly. I don't know. Is that Paramount? Who owns that Star Trek? I think Paramount. Is it Paramount? It seems like I have no idea. Well, they they were like, listen, guys, it's cool and all you're making a fan fan movie or whatever. But guess what? You can't, you know, not when those kind of dollars show up. It's like it's it's game changer. Now it's like, okay, it's great. You're spreading the thing. But, you know, don't don't do that because we own it. That's ours. Right. You know, the leash has gotten too short. You know, so this is this is something. Yeah, so I always kind of wonder about yeah. that. You know, yeah. it's always on the edge. Uh, we're because we're in L.A., Los Angeles. I mean, this is the this is the worst place to do it, but people still do it. Oh, like yeah. with impunity everywhere here. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's one of those things. It's got to. There's some. There's just companies that you just have to look out for. Maybe don't do don't do certain things. Right. But then uh, it seems like sometimes it's okay. Like I hear stories. Um, one artist did uh, a bunch of Star Wars stuff, tons of it, and uh, he was contacted by the company, uh, was it Disney, thinking, oh, I'm in trouble. And instead, they were very open-armed and said, hey, we'd like to buy this from you. Like, take money. Here's money. We want this to be our design now. How cool you know? is that? Yeah. Right. So instead of, being, instead of getting sued for it, they actually you know, worked with that artist to do more stuff or worked right. with the – and gave them a lot of money. So that's an example. It's like – it can work that way or it can go the other way, but well, I, I got to see just don't know letter from sure. I've uh, had some <laughs> from, yeah. uh, Schultz, uh, the, this, the state of Charles Schultz. Sure. For, uh, cause I, I curated a show at Copra and, uh, Tim O'Brien did a painting of, uh, Charlie Brown as if Charlie Brown was a real person, but still with those proportions. Oh. And it was oh. creepy as hell. And, uh, <laughs> and I guess Charles Schultz family was like, listen, you can't be doing that. But then oh, I recall he, that I think. But then he he was like, "Well, no. Um this is a one-off. I'm not making prints or anything. This this still falls under the the you know, the parody thing. So it's okay." You know? And you could do that and it, it would be fine. Just don't don't make prints of it. Don't do like a bunch of them. You know what I mean? Uh, Man, just from my experience, even if you say, you know, like that artist would say that, yeah. They can still steamroll you and just bleed you for money if they want to even if they're wrong even if they're even if you're right and they're wrong yeah they can still bleed you for money if they decide to push it the internet existed so you have the the whole public opinion thing going on so yeah it doesn't now but yeah and that's why they they didn't pursue any more that's my guess i mean well like why didn't they continue to come after us we were just kind of like nah dude that's not you know they they'd probably decided hey it's not worth it not worth for, for our, on ours, but if they want to do, they could be dicks and just yeah. bleed you for money, you know. And then and they're, and they're the driving over to the guy's house yeah. and they're like, Well, who's that guy? I show up with a pipe wrench, listen, listen, <laughs> you know, uh, this is how we do things in Chinatown. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine? Oh my god, here's your bean sprouts, you sons of bitches. <laughs> um, 
Well, oh my god. I was wondering, like, do you spend a lot of time kind of like paying like paying attention on to what's going on out there, or like, do, you know, like, do you spend a lot of time? Yeah, like, or um, you know, like on Instagram or on um Facebook, kind of keeping it, you know, your an ear to the 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 rail to a certain degree of like what's bubbling up around you uh yes and no i mean my my uh i there there was there were there there's still things happening with with uh asian people being assaulted in new york city unfortunately that's yeah it's in new york more than i think more than yeah. here right and uh, it, it, it seems it's like embarrassing. it's just embarrassing it's like wait for a are you that dumb that's really that's that's that that that's the mark of, of poor education okay they are but yeah you know i mean it's like you they are so, so let me get this straight so you're you're blaming this asian guy for this disease that you're that you're in the most dangerous place in the in the united states to catch this thing and you're touching him right. are you out of your mind Right. So what, what? What? Why would you do that? That doesn't make any sense. That's like, ah, oh, I hate you with the with you leper. I'm gonna I'm gonna hug you now. I mean, that's that's what that's like. You know, it's like, like why would you do that? Face. I'm gonna suck on your toes. That's what's happening. It's <laughs> happening now. You know? But I think some of the things you're talking about, Luke, on his posts, yeah. I seen it too, and I equate it to him being a, like a you're you being a teacher. Also, oh, yeah. you know, I, I, I kind of yeah, I know I that's why I, I equate it when I read that is like. You're you're saying stuff, but you're presenting a point, maybe halfway. Like you have your opinion, but then you're also presenting it for a public opinion. But I see that as a method that a lot of teachers use. You well, know that is, you don't is, want to just is, stand on your podium yeah. and say this is it, but you're also presenting it too as a a jumping off point where there's discussion, which that's what teachers do often. Is a lot of a lot a discussion. of yeah. jump on, on on your posts uh, with, with the comments. Um, so it's always it's always kind of interesting to just sit there and like thumb through like the 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 posts when when you like kind of jump on with like something with something to say and it's uh, I would if you're an artist I would recommend trying to uh, seeing whether or not Travis will follow you or will, will add you because <laughs> there's a, do, you, do you share the same uh, posts on Twitter too or on, on Twitter, they're just quick blasts of uh, uh, "here's a show I'm doing right now," or maybe uh, uh, somebody somebody's artwork that I'm trying to help help them sell it. I'll I'll do a post for them on Twitter, you know, because I think we have to help each other out. I think that's important. Uh, like I'm trying to start a thing called Artist of the Month on Twitter. No, I saw that just last night. You posted on the twentieth, oh. and I was about to. I was going to like. I wasn't sure whether or not you. It was a like. Am I supposed to respond to this with by adding a list of four other artists? Because I could. Well, that, that's that was my hope, but you did not, and that's okay. <laughs> no. You still can. You can go on there tonight if you want, and just be I, like, I will. I, I will. I, uh, I wasn't sure. I wasn't quite sure whether or not it was like. Cause like I've have you seen the 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 Instagram version where it's like they have like like you know they have like new artist like new kind of amateur artists will post a list link of like ten artists and then those artists who are on the link are supposed to add ten artists you know to it and like it. I haven't seen that one, yeah. but I've seen so many other ones similar. 
Right. Well, I, I, yeah. I'm just thinking that, you know, you, me, Greg and Tara and Lola have a little we have a little more of a following than somebody who's brand new. So if we jump on and we point one person out and say this person is a, is a somebody and everybody, all of our people go and take a look mm. and, and, and say, is this person a somebody? Well, according to Luke Chu and Greg Simpkins and Travis Louie and Lola and Tyron McPherson, it, it is. Right. Or Camilla Derrick or whatever, you know, we, we, you know, we yeah, Camilla responded, that. but she didn't quite get the memo. Honestly. She didn't understand. It's it's fine. It's fine. Uh, uh, I'll do it better. I'll, I'll do it better this month. Uh, again, and on the fifteenth, I'm going to do it again. It's, it's, it is May the sixth. Good May. Good month to start. Yeah, yeah. So, and I will. I will tag me in it, and I will. I will do that. I, I will yeah. jump on and because I, tag I, me I, too. I feel, I feel like it. you know maybe every once in a while maybe some of these other guys can use a little push. Yeah, you know, There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it helps. It's a good idea. Everybody could use a little something, especially now nowadays. Mm-hmm. You know, it's tough out there. You know, we don't we don't all have uh you know like it's nice to have a guy like Eric Nakamura around to 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 to, to be a, like a, a champion. You know, somebody that's like a. Oh. You know, uh, that could t- that could tell people, yeah, you got to look at this. This is something, right? You know, you gotta, you know, you gotta look at this stuff. You know, uh, you know, I, I think I think of the the, the pre-Raphaelite painters uh, in 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 England. Uh, you know, it's it's. I want to say it's uh, again. It's it's funny. It's around 1848, around the same time that gold was discovered in in Sutter's Mill. It's a very very pivotal year for me, uh, <laughs> in, in my thinking. Uh, but there were these there were these young men in England, and they, there were five of them, I believe. Uh, they were they were they called themselves the Pre-Raphaelite Brotherhood, right? Was it five or was it four? Eh, well, anyway, it's the painters were. So it's like Dante Gabriel Rossetti, right? Uh, it was uh, Thomas Woolner. I guess he was a he was a sculptor. And then there was, uh, uh, oh my, my, I'm drawing a blank. I'm so tired now, uh, mentally. Uh, well, anyway, they, they had a guy, uh, we could do was, that. They, they had a guy that, that, that was their, uh, that was like their champion. And he was, uh, he was uh, an art critic and he actually helped them out by, by writing, you know, uh, writing articles about them. And, and, and you mean like Carlo McCormick? You no. Know, Carlo McCormick is he is he a champion? Uh, I, don't I don't I don't is he? I don't know. He never helped me out. I'm just saying he didn't. Uh, oh okay. You know it's he's cool. I, I I appreciate what he's done. He's he's a writer. I think this yeah. He he's like a, a art art critic in New York, right? Yeah. Basically, but and uh, writes. Yeah, he, he, I think he's written a lot of forwards for books, like many, yeah. like fifty maybe. Yeah. Uh, but he was a big Ugly Doll fan of all things. So that's how no I. No kidding. How cool <laughs> yeah. is that? <laughs> that is pretty cool he's like an art critic but he would like uh in our when we had our new york space anything with ugly dolls he would be there wow and then sometimes you, yeah it was interesting wow. yeah i think i think that's how we got our uh, some carla mccormick sentences of uh support was through from ugly dolls <laughs> well i mean it, i mean it's you need, you need somebody <laughs> you need somebody that that is is going to be like your 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 champion. I think all yeah. artists need that. Uh, they need some champion, somebody that can tell people, "Hey, this is this stuff is important. This stuff has value." Because yeah. without it, it's very hard. It's just you. You're, we're 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 pretty much relying on ourselves and the galleries to do it for us. And then we need we need some real critical analysis that uh, can can give us a you know a, a leg up. I think. No, do, do do you see that? Absolutely. I think it would help for sure. All art, all every artist needs something like that. You can't just do it on your own. You know, right. 
you need right. someone out there who has clout to help you know because you know the america is just, is so a majority of americans does have zero um education uh formal education in visual communication and right, right. so they they That's don't true. they even they they don't even really trust their own eyes mm-hmm. when it comes to what is good what what was good what speaks to them you know and and whatnot Right. I think it's even worse in other countries, like compared, you know, it could be right. even worse. Right. It, it, it's all coming back now. The uh, yeah. the person I was thinking of is, is a guy, his name is John Ruskin, and he was an art critic in England in the, in the Victorian uh, times. And those those the those guys that were in the Brotherhood, uh, it was um, John Everett Millais. Does that sound familiar? It's a, the William, name is William, William Holman Hunt. No, Edward Byrne Jones, but I can't, I, I can't think Ford of Maddox Brown, uh, William Morris. All those guys were part of the original group. Uh, it was their time. Mm-hmm. And for like a minute, it, they were important, mm-hmm. but they had somebody helping them out. Right. To, right. to get them there. And okay. then that's the trick. The other trick is, is you, you have to have some kind of, um, I guess some kind of masterpiece that people remember remember you for something that you've done, right? Mm. Oh, Luke with a broken record, monkey guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you, that, you need something that I mean, you know that. I mean, I, I, I think of my friends, my artist friends, and uh, I, I think a lot of them haven't made made their masterpiece yet. Right. Like they, oh, they, that's they not. Made, I don't know if that's a. Oh, sorry, Luke. That's not your masterpiece, but that's a piece that people remember you for. People remember you by it, but you haven't made the. Th- a lot of us haven't made the thing that people go, "Oh, that's the," like like with, with Picasso. It's you know, there's like four or five paintings that people remember, right? Yeah. And they talk about them, but the rest of his stuff, you know, who cares? But it's, it's the same five paintings that going mm-hmm. backwards and forwards in art history books. They always remember those same four or five paintings. I got you. Know? you. A lot of lot, there's that's all a lot of the artists are like that, right? Like right. Van Gogh. So it's it's this, just the ones you know. There's gotta be something for us. There's gotta be something that we that we do that people remember, you know, this this one painting that oh yeah, this is what you know most of us it's it's uh, I think it's like a style that they remember. Right. 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 They remember that there's a certain look that we have that and that's what people remember. But you know, like for you it, it obviously there, there is a look, you know. Uh mm-hmm. for me there's a look also. Yeah, you know, for sure. Um, but I, I don't know if there's a, a single masterpiece Travis Louie work that people will remember. I don't think there is one right now. They're all masterpieces. I have... <laughs> <laughs> uh... You're too kind, uh, Luke. Uh, too kind. No, but seriously, I think I, I haven't made it yet. So I'm gonna. I will make it. I'm gonna make this thing. I, I have to. That's that's a, that's one of my goals. But I won't know until I'm dead. I guess whether or not I <laughs> I did it. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, I think yeah. you'll you'll like when 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 everyone revolves around a particular piece, you know, then uh, that piece becomes that. Whether you know, you, I mean, you don't know it when you're creating it, but right, right. You'll, you'll you'll know it when people like you know the uh, Eric is right. The the that the broken record soundtrack painting I did is probably one of my most popular paintings. It's, people know, people know it without knowing your name too, right? right? Uh, they they know the artwork. Yeah, it's it is something that, uh, and I'm uh, for a long time I, I resented it. You know, 
but like oh, really because no i i resented because i created like my the second year i was painting you know like that's how many years has it been since then and like i still haven't like done anything that has the same kind of impact that that painting had like was that the one that was on myspace like everybody's profile was it myspace it was it was insane it was was insane insane like i bet you there was probably like how many thousands of people use that as their icon right yeah i saw it every day like at the time i think i saw it every day i'm like i don't know who this is and they're using it crazy yeah yeah yeah. that was and that painting was in your show oh i sold it too yeah yeah. 400 bucks. Was it that little? 500, yeah, I thought. Yeah, yeah. No? 500, yeah. Because 500. Was, I had never Give it that extra 100. 20%. I, 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 I never sold a painting that size for that much money at that time. That's a great piece. But yeah. so, no, there's more yeah. There's more in you, man. That's. I hope. I, you know, I hope. You know, there's you more know, in you. You never know. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm convinced. No, 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 no. There's other ones. That's That one just had a weird social media... I don't know. It, it became a meme. I don't think that's a masterpiece. I think it's 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 the meme thing or the you know. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. 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 Maybe. No, the masterpiece is still coming. I hope or so. <laughs> pieces. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. But well, every, we hope. Everything we, hope. I mean, we, we have to reach is that's a mess. We have to reach. That's that's what it comes down to, right? We have to reach. Yeah. Hope it right. it, it, it gets somewhere. You know. Right. Uh, but is is that masterpiece kind of also? It's kind of mixed with social media. I mean, is that going to be part of it? It's a thing that everyone shares so Maybe. much that it's like that. This is Travis Louie. This is Luke Chu. Maybe for for now, anyway. You know, yeah. right, right. So it's technology. A little bit of technology love, and uh, you know, it's striking a chord. It's got to be. It's got to have a certain social relevancy to it, or a, a, a social, an aesthetic that really kind of speaks to the that, the moment. You know, right. uh, like, uh, like, which goes back to our beginning uh, conversation about the uh, the zeitgeist, mm-hmm. right? So what 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 is it that makes something have value? What is it that makes something be recognizable? You know, I, I think of cause, right? There's oh, a certain cause! Shape. You came up. Cause <laughs> came certain, up again. <laughs> there's a certain there's a certain shape of something that you, you see it, and you know it's his. Doesn't make doesn't mean it's amazing or great or this or that. It just means that it's recognizable you know right I, I the reason why i bring him up because he he too had a float in the macy's parade yep i was gonna say that and i didn't want to bring it up so which makes <laughs> it hilarious a... because as did murakami you know uh but are we gonna remember who these people are like you know uh maybe in my lifetime we will but but 100 years from now i don't know are they gonna disappear like the same way that uh you know uh, eddie Cantor disappeared now, here's the thing about Eddie Cantor. Eddie Cantor, he made movies, too. He was in motion pictures. But the movies that he was in, for whatever reason, they made – the film was uh, – film stock was – you know, the, it, it was it, – it, it deteriorated and it got destroyed before oh. they were able to save it. So a lot of wow. those movies are gone. Right. Right? Whereas uh, people at Hal Roach Studios, right? So now we're talking like Laurel and Hardy. That's way that back. stuff yeah, is yeah. still around. Right. That somebody made masters and saved them, or or and 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 you know clean them up or whatever. But they were in better storage. Right. So, so something about things lasting helps too, because we know who Laurel and Hardy are, mm-hmm. and they they were around the same time. In fact, they were just as popular as Eddie Cantor, but yet we still know who they are. Yeah. 
right? They even just made a movie, right? Didn't right. they just make a movie uh, uh, about them, a biography? Oh, I don't know. Wow, they uh, did. I had no idea. It was, uh, and it's so funny because it was, it, 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 those guys were so good. They were, the makeup was amazing. And he did, you know, uh, it was uh, John C. Riley. Mm. Play, played oh. uh played, oh, wow. played, yeah 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 wow. played oliver hardy and the makeup was really good and what a great performance yeah right john c Riley's awesome he's he's just uh and yet there's no mention of it during the oscars like they didn't it got lost in the shuffle but i thought man that was that's a pretty good makeup mm. right that's a, and a pretty good performance mm. yeah. i think that year it was uh i want to say it was gary oldman playing uh, uh the prime minister of england during world war ii right oh the speed uh, the, the um what was that movie called was that uh, didn't, they, that kid didn't come out at the same time did it no that, that came out years ago right Wh- which one the gary oldman no best- gary oldman just got he got an oscar la- it was last year he got the oscar for for right. best actor for playing uh churchill huh churchill Church? yeah that was wasn't that a year ago that was like a, it had to be at least a year ago okay uh, this year was what won this year for best actor i don't because this because this year it was like parasite was one of the big movies it was the big winner right uh you know for have you seen that by the way have you seen parasite yeah i have yeah have you, what do you think did you like it i liked it i liked it I, Best movie, like man, best movie though. I don't know, but it was good. I mean, I was impressed. There's a couple of shots in that. I was like, wow, this is this is something. Yeah, Yeah, you know, there's cool stuff in it. It is definitely. It's. I mean, I enjoyed it, and it was one of those movies that I, 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 I I walked in thinking like, oh, it's going to be one of those really moody kind of like heavy Korean dramas. And then, like, and I was just pleasantly surprised with how fun it was. Yeah. Well, you, you've seen his fun. other films? I have. Uh, no. Uh, well, there, sure. there's something about class struggle in just about every single one of his movies, isn't there? Even uh, the one with the train. Because that's oh, the people gosh. in the back yeah. of the train trying to yeah, get yeah. to the front. And the front of the train is where all that's, you know. But, right. you to, but all the way in the back, you're, you're like in steerage on the Titanic. You know, it's like you're, you're just... You know, and then so, uh, so Captain uh, Captain America, uh, you know, has to uh, has to try to get to the, you know, to meet Ed Harris at the end of the train. I mean, that's right. I, I've been meaning to watch that. I, I haven't watched that one. I, yet. I keep saying all these. It's it's Snowpiercer. I, I've been trying to say Snowpiercer, but I'm, I'm like rattling off. The and that's now going to yeah. be a what? A, that's now going to be a TV show, right? Or a TV series? They are. Or they are doing it, yeah. but I, I yeah. wouldn't. That's a bit much for me. Yeah. I don't think yeah. you need to make a TV show, but there is, they did it already. But the other one also, uh, there's another film I saw of his where it's called The Host. There's like a giant uh, beast living in the river. Sure. I think you know I tried watching that. And, uh, I liked it. The effects were so bad that I just couldn't make it through. Oh, no, that one's awesome. That was it? I, I liked it. Uh, yeah, that one's great. You know, I saw it when it came out. So the effects. That, that was hot. Yeah, you know, they weren't so bad. At the time, that was, that was a hot movie. Yeah, yeah. At the time, it was kind of, it was something. That was really yeah. something. Do that yeah. one with like the big hippo cow thing that like. Okja. Yeah. yeah. I, I remember Netflix. Like, watching the, uh, the, the a trailer for it and I was just like, yeah, I can't watch this. This looks. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, coming from New York, what did you think of, and time period, what did you think of Gangs of New York? Because that's kind of like, 
your clothing time period of your art. You're from New York. I I, I liked I I liked the movie until the soundtrack had a modern song in it. Oh, okay. And then I kind of was like, "You too? Was it you too?" Dude, what what are you doing? I know Martin, you're, you're, you're cool and all you're a great filmmaker, but it doesn't mean you have to put, I, I don't like putting a modern song in a, in a movie that takes place in the 1800s. It doesn't make sense to me. Uh, and that, that was a big turnoff for me for whatever mm. reason. It just like, it, it, it took the mood right, right out. Of it was you too. I think it was a U2 song, but it was like a yeah. modern song, like right in the middle of the movie. And I'm like, what, what is going on? Why would you really? do that? I don't even remember that. Like I, I, maybe I wasn't paying attention to the music. When I was watching it, well, the mu- music music is kind of important in Martin Scorsese movies. Yes, it, it kind of is. He's always been a fan, and you know, uh, like if you watch uh, Goodfellas, the yeah. soundtrack's really important. Right? Oh, absolutely! The soundtrack is kind of what made yeah. what made uh, Goodfellas in my eyes. It's it's so like the music, the the songs are so powerful for the the moments that you know they're associated. Yeah. So you know, that's still my, in my eyes Scorsese's best movie. I think so. I think uh, I think he got robbed that year. I, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. I really don't believe that Dances with Wolves was really <laughs> as great a movie as. I mean, it won. It should have been Goodfellas. That should have won that year. Should have. It should have won. Uh, Goodfellas should have won. You know, it's it's yeah. like it's like the all the Forrest Gump people are just like Forrest Gump. But I mean, that year it should have been Pulp Fiction. I couldn't think of a more influential film of the '90s than Pulp Fiction. Right. 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 And yet that didn't win. For whatever reason, uh, people were, the people that were voting were really, I guess a lot of them were from the Kennedy era, so they remember that. So they, they see the movie and they, they see their past and they have a connection to it. And, you know, and, 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 and Tom Hanks' character is like Zelig, you know, it's like he's just like he lives through all these things, all these things he's, happen. He's, he's there in history at every yeah. little event. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it, it, it's, you know, it, it, it resonated with them. But, but just, just a, a, as a person who's interested in, and, and the way things are connect to people and, and the time, I think that a Pulp Fiction was more, more timely. It, 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 it had more of a connection with the public at large, I think. Yeah. Uh, with, with, with cool. It influenced it so cool. many filmmakers. You don't, you, don't, you don't have a Guy Ritchie without Pulp, without uh, Quentin Tarantino. Like, mm. Guy Ritchie doesn't exist without him. Oh, there's a lot of things that won't exist. Um, yeah. Samuel right. Jackson just wouldn't have been Samuel Jackson, you know? Hmm. I mean, he's still him, but that thing just kind of, I don't know, I thought it elevated his... It sure did. I mean, we wouldn't know, have it's elevated all these motherfucking snakes. That's what I'm saying, see? Like, that's wouldn't what wouldn't have happened without... The badass motherfucker, the wallet, you know, you, can't, <laughs> oh you don't have... All this, so many, great, that, that's such a great yeah. movie. I, Bad I motherfucker, hope. you don't have that. No. When, when I, anyway. uh, that that's, that's such a good movie. I was so pleased when I saw it. Yeah. You know, and, and I and I had seen Reservoir Dogs a, a year or two earlier, and I was thinking, man, this guy, whoever he is, he's He's doing something. Something's going to happen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So then yeah. Pulp Fiction comes out. And that was a really good year. I remember I saw uh, Tim Burton. His, his My favorite Tim Burton movie came out like maybe a few months before. It was Ed Wood had come out. And I was like, wow, what a great movie this is. And then like maybe a little while later, Pulp Fiction comes out. And I'm like, oh, man, this thing's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I was so pleased. Oh. I was like, wow, this is great. We're, this is like a little renaissance in filmmaking all of a sudden. All these great things are happening. Mm-hmm. And then they didn't. It, 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 <laughs> it just like sort of quieted down. You know, I don't know. You know, it's like, all right, maybe not. You know, maybe not. 
you know, you can't just have one person making good movies. You need to have more than one person making good movies. And movies that resonate and last. And like I said, time, time decides, right? Right. Time decides these things. And we look back in time and you go, you know, that Dances with Wolves, maybe it wasn't that good of a movie. Maybe it was just okay. <laughs> it was just okay. Well, I mean, like, even, like, even like Guy Ritchie, right? Like, what has he done that was good after Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels and, and Snatch? Like what uh, Rock and Roller. Rock and Roller is a really good movie. I mean, that's that's actually a really good movie. The, there's the performances are really good. It's it's a tight script. Hmm. Uh, it's not so jarring, right? Snatch is hilarious to me. I think that's a funny movie. It's a very funny movie. Uh, I think his uh, it was a trilogy. I think there was these three movies, and they, you know, I I, I think Rock and Roller could have used Jason Statham in it, but you know, whatever. He's not in that, but uh, he he's in. You know, he's in the first one. He's in Lock, Stock, and Two mm-hmm. Smoking Barrels. But it's yeah. funny, that one that one had this kind of uh, garage band kind of quality mm-hmm. to it. Like, it was his first movie, and, you know, it was just like, okay, it's not, he's not all there yet, you know. But by the time right. you get to Snatch, there's, there's some really good performances in that, too. Uh, and, Snatch, uh, was, Snatch was just, like, interesting. It was just, a, it was a fun, another fun, really, like, frenetic movie, you know, so... I didn't realize you were such a, a movie buff, Travis. This is this is this has been eye opening for me. I mean, I, I could really I see it. I can see <laughs> it, but like, I never really. I've never. I don't think I've ever talked spoke on talking to you about movies. You know. Oh, I I I I, I love love movies. I always. Uh, I grew up with all these things. I my, I I, I my my grandfather. Uh, it's from because of him because he loved movies. In fact, I remember. I remember getting in trouble, because. I was so fascinated by the things that my grandfather saw that when I was when I was in kindergarten, it was the twentieth anniversary of the McCarthy hearings, mm-hmm. and I was drawing, I was drawing what I I mean I was doing these drawings based on uh, what I'd seen in front of the television set because my parents you know parked me in front of a pbs station and that's where you, they would where they were playing all this footage and as a little kid all i saw was hey all, those are all the actors that are in my grandfather's movies that he watches mm. so there's humphrey bogart there's danny Kaye, there's lauren bacall there's you know all these people are there so i'm you know and i'm a little kid and with crayons and i'm just drawing these things and wow. i and, and during art art time in in, in in public school i'm drawing this scene and uh and i, I don't know the teacher asked me hey wh- what are you drawing and i said well, I'm, I'm drawing a, I'm drawing a, a, I guess I'm drawing a hearing. This is a hearing. <laughs> so the teacher calls my mom up and it's like, Hey man, there's something wrong with your kid. I mean, he's drawing, he's drawing a hearing. What, what is that? Is something going on? Or, and my mom was like, did you, did you just waste my time? My mom was so pissed. She's like, I, I have, I have to pay the bills. I have a job I go to. I don't have time to come around here and talk to you about, he's just, those are crayons. You see those things? Those are cra- my mom was like mean, you know, saying these things. I was cracking up. I was like, you know, I'm a little kid, and I'm just like, wow, my mom gets mean. Apparently, when you waste, <laughs> when you waste my mom's time, I guess that's don't waste my mom's time. Don't waste your mom. <laughs> yeah, I, I grew I grew up poor, so every 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 penny counted. So all she saw was, hey, these people are annoying me because I have to get to work, and now I got to come in here and talk to this lady about crayon drawings, <laughs> you know, because you know that. Working class people, what is that? You're right. complaining. Yeah, 
complain wait until my kid stabs somebody then complain to me right now we're <laughs> crayons you know what i mean like yeah. what the hell's the matter with you yeah and i I got a good laugh out of that um well my, my teacher oddly enough my teacher looked like richard nixon in drag so i always remember my mom saying that to me too and she, she had uh you know she she had the teacher had a had a picture of nixon behind her on the wall because i guess you know he was still president and it was like uh I guess I guess I guess she treated it like the post office. So like back in the day, the used to, post office used to have the president mm. on the wall, right? I don't know if you remember that, uh, Eric. Uh, no. Back in the day, that was like a thing. I think. I think they uh, still do, depending on maybe? like where. I don't know. Like if you're going to if you're going to get your passport, like. Have you seen that though? You have seen that, like like. I this, think so. There's, there's a photograph of like the president, the current president. I remember the first time I ever saw that. It there was a that that I can remember. There was like a picture of um, Carter. In the, in the post office, like on the wall. Anyway, so my mom looked at the teacher and then looked up at the picture and then looked back at the teacher and then looked and, and, and I was like, what's going on? And then she said later on, oh, I, yeah, I think the teacher looks like Richard Nixon wearing, you know, in, in wearing a dress or something. And I was like, oh, wow. It's so funny, you know. My mom had a great <laughs> sense of humor. So I always, I always thought that was kind awesome. of cool. Nice. Dude, um, man, I think we're at 220 now. Yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah. We, we, how, how'd that happen? We went a little over time, but oh, I'm sorry uh, about that. Uh, no, it's so oh, it's okay. amazing. Travis, I would love to. We would love to. Have, I think we'll have you again sooner than later because you're like you're. You've got a lot of great things to say, so I would love to. I don't think I said anything. I think we're just talking, right? Yeah, yeah. no, but that's, like that's there, it. there's like good kernels of like like stuff. Okay. <laughs> just John. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You know. Oh, damn it. Every time I say, I, okay, this is a, a, a little side note. I am doing my best to stop saying, you know, because. <laughs> <laughs> well, then just say it different the next time. Just like, it's just remind yourself, wait, I'm going to say, you know, again, I got to say it different. Yeah. You know, I, you know, stick your fit, turn it into a, like a thing that you do. Just like, a, you know, um, like make it your own phrase somehow. Right. Make that's kind of cool own it right just be like even if you have to be like you know <laughs> you know you gotta own it you do something to it right i think that's just uh what do you call it is that just a, a filler of a statement right yeah but some some will say things like oh, i forgot there was a president who would say and let me say this that was his the filler oh I'd my always god say that who oh was my that god. yeah i remember that sure who was that though which I forgot. Uh, that, was that, it like Ford, was, President oh, Ford, or something? They would uh, just say, "Let and let me say this," and Kennedy, they would say it over. Kennedy, Kennedy they would use that. it a lot, and it Kennedy was like, "Did that?" Uh, yeah, it was a time. It was a time splitter. Like they, I, they could yeah. think a little more while they say that. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I, I believe you know, that was Kennedy. Kennedy. Was it? I can't remember yeah, it anymore. Was Kennedy. It yeah. was Kennedy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Don't worry, I'm not that things. old. Jesus. Well, it's one, but it's one of those things you notice after a while. You start looking. You're like, oh, they repeat that over and over and over and over and over. It's all good, man. It is. You know, you 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 have your you have your own uh, language that you say. Uh, I've right. got my own hangups. So. You know, you know, you know, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we gotta. I when I come back out there, when when the smoke is clear, we 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 should all go to a restaurant. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were gonna say. I thought you said restaurant. I thought you were gonna say wrestling, but you said restaurant. Okay. 
why would I say wrestling, dude? That's I have no crazy. idea because I thought we were going to go to. I thought you were going to say baseball, and it turned into re- something, and I was like, wrestling? Uh, it's restaurant. No, I, okay, I, restaurant. Let's do that. That I always liked about Luke is that we we always find good places to eat. Oh, that's Luke. Yeah, man. <laughs> Luke's all about it, and if and if it's not good, you oh. will hear about it. I would say Luke is the foodie among us. Yeah, uh, yummy food. But uh, if it's not good, you will hear about it. Yeah, yeah. It it won't just it won't be politely quiet. It will be a loud this blue. I think I I like it's okay. That's great. Just the three of us uh, going because we went we ate pizza in Hawaii and the waiter heard about it. Wow. I did it nicely, though. Yeah, very nicely, but enough where that waiter had heard a heard a lot about it. I think uh, I think I was nicely. Like, what, what's up with this? <laughs> what, what, did, what did you say? What, what I happened? forgot. It was just a. It was a very. It was a decent amount of time and criticism about the pizza. How it was no good. <laughs> yeah. And it, oh, pizza wow. in Hawaii. What do you expect? It's Hawaii, and you're eating pizza. We're eating pizza in Hawaii, but it was open. Everything so. else was good, but the pizza was bad. Did yeah. it have, did it have spam on it? No, 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 it was just a bad rendition of pizza. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah it shouldn't have happened. The menu. It's just not. Do you, it's do you still have a two boots out there? Pizza? Yeah, two boots pizza in Los Angeles. I don't, I don't know it. There? I don't know it. Eric is the pizza two boots. I don't know it. No. Two, two boots is uh, is is it actually in familiar, New York. But... They are they are a New York establishment. They opened up a, a one out there. Oh, there's like a Roberta's. That's a New York thing, right? There's well, little by little. Boots has really very clever pizzas that are, you know, pretty good. Oh, really? Uh, I, okay. I particularly like the Cleopatra Jones. I'll we'll have to check it out. <laughs> that sounds cool. Yeah, that's a good pizza. And then the, there's the uh, uh, the Larry Tate. They're named after TV characters, right? And, and and movie characters. So there's a there's a Cleopatra Jones. There's a Larry. Larry Tate is. Darren Stevens' boss on Bewitched. I don't know if you've watched that show. Wow. I, uh, it's still here. Okay. Yeah, I remember that. Is, you uh, found it? Still, yeah. It's wow. still almost it exists? Time. Okay. It's Echo Park. Lair- it's Echo yeah. Park. Okay. I watched Bewitched. I didn't know. Okay. Well, if you get a chance. I okay. I, I recommend that pizza place. Wow. Maybe we're going there. Uh, of One of the few places we're going to eat together in yeah. one night. Yes. All right. Well, we'll, we'll yeah. go on yeah. a crawl. We'll do yeah, a crawl. crawl. A crawl. Okay. Yeah. It'll be fun. <laughs> cool, man. All right. But Travis, uh, thank you so much for doing the show. Thank you. Thank man. you so much. Uh, I'm, o- I'm always around. You can find me. I'm usually here working in my studio. Nice. You know, well, we'll have to bug you again. Sure, man. So I'll see you guys on the internet. Yes. All righty. See ya. Thank yeah, you. See you there. And uh, tag me again. I will add four artists. All right. I will do that. Okay. Peace. Cool, man. See you guys. Take care.